Hey, Kai. Yeah. What? What is? What does it mean to be human? What are memories? What is reality? Do robots dream of electric sheep? Let's find out all that or more this week on Acme Podcast Incorporated. Cue the theme music. Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> Just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to uh, Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, this week, we're going to, well, let's hear the preview. City. Every person here lost all memory. Lori, yes? How many times have I told you no music during class? I'm not sorry. That was something. I did really enjoy that one, honestly. Yeah, I. <laughs> it just came to you in a dream. With that it, one, huh? Not in a dream. It was literally I started watching the first episode of Big Go and I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. That's it. That's the that's the promo. <laughs> yeah. I, I had finished Cyber Six and I'm starting Big O and she's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he repeated that fucking mono monologue every goddamn episode. Here's the thing about the monologue is that like <sighs> He does it way more in the second half than he does in the first half. Yeah, that's true. And there is an addendum to the start of every single one of those where he adds something different to it. But anyway. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Go. Uh, Yeah, we're Acme Podcast Incorporated. At this point, most of y'all should know who we are, but, you know, we talk about cartoons and some other shit, but mostly cartoons. Uh... This is oh, episode. Sorry. This is episode eight. Now? Seven, seven. Seven. Wait. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought last episode was seven. No, last one was six. Last one was the one with uh, KP. Yeah, you're right. So this is seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, doesn't it doesn't matter. I I only know that because I'm looking at. The audio file for promo seven. Ah, and well, they, yeah. there you go. It is episode. <laughs> it is in fact episode seven. Yeah. Anyway. Still need to make a promo for six. I have no idea what I'm doing for that. Hey, you got time. Yeah. At least as, as of the recording of this podcast, you do. I know what I wanted to do, but I was just getting really frustrated capturing the audio for it. And everyone else will probably have heard what I eventually did do for it even though I haven't yet. But what I want to do is I wanted to capture like five instances of uh, Draken saying, Kim Passable! 
and of uh, Devereaux saying La Femme Rouge or uh, Carmen uh, San Diego. Oh, that's good. That's and I was just going to alternate. Uh, it's, but, it's like um, it's like that that tsunami promo for Inuyasha. <laughs> yeah. Inuyasha, Kagome. Inuyasha. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, I, fucking, uh, I love Inuyasha. I, I, I would have just had to go through episodes to pull the audio because I just what I usually do is I go into YouTube and I yeah, type yeah, yeah. in clips with like keywords for what I'm looking for, but not a lot of people upload clips of Draken saying Kim Possible. You think you're so hot. But you're not. Yeah. Except anyway, that's anyway. last episode. That's not what we're on right now. Uh, that, was a, that was a fun episode, though. Yeah. So here's the rundown for this episode. Weeks as always. Then we're going to talk about... Uh, we got a bit to catch up on with uh, Owl House and uh, Keep Your Hands Off Azokin because we missed last week because uh, we had a guest who was not up mm-hmm. to date. And then... Uh, We'll get to Cyber Six, which I'm real excited about. I was, I really liked that. Uh, and and then we're gonna do a new bit, a new segment where we create a Saturday morning cartoon pitch. Yes, we don't know what we're gonna call it. Where I'm going with the running title for Saturday morning elevator pitch. Running title. It's the it's a working title, for now. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking maybe Acme Offices pitch, but whatever. That's not bad. We'll Acme work animation, out. yeah. Acme we'll animation pitch. So we'll we'll figure we'll figure it out eventually. We'll never have a nifty jingle. No. Not unless I spend my own personal money to contact a musician. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't got that kind of money. Whatever. Um. And then we'll be talking about the big O, which I have thoughts on. I also have thoughts on Big O. He has way more thoughts than I do. Mine are mostly feelings. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on Big O. Uh, for those, I mean, this is, I know this is a podcast, but my Discord status for the last week has been Big O Showtime. Yeah, he loves that show. And I do love Big O for a lot of reasons. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. Uh, but for now, we'll do weeks. I'm going to start off, and uh, because mine's real short, and we can then get to yours, because okay. I think you have more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my week was my well, two weeks. What I did since we've last talked is basically yeah. not interesting. Ah, that's fine. Just, you know, more action figure customizing with something on in the background. Usually, I mean... sorry. I mean, I always, I always thought that stuff was interesting. Yeah, but it's not interesting to talk about. That's fair. I'd like to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, seems it's... like a super. Uh, that seems like a super chill stream. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's mostly really repetitive. It's just me making belts right now. I don't have any painting stuff yet. No, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, there are people who do Warhammer painting and chill streams. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. anyway uh. So, you know, I, I just I like to have sound on in the background while I'm doing that. So I've been like watching The Office and Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, what? No, no, it's been forever since I've seen Arrested Development. Yeah, I. It, it's one of those shows. Every few years, I'll go through it. Uh, just like in the background while I'm doing chores and shit. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That super boring white guy thing of, oh yeah, I just I just like having the office on in the background. That that's me. I mean, I there are certain things that I have on in the background a lot for when I need background noise. Like if I'm yeah. ever working on a gunplay, I usually watch stuff like Iron Chef or whatever. Oh God, yeah. I feel like I'd get too into Iron Chef, though. I've seen The Office and Arrested Development and yeah. Parks and Rec a million times. I can just have it on and be like, <laughs> I remember that. I love Iron Chef. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's see. But yeah, uh, the only other thing I really did or watched since we last spoke to is uh, Season 2 of Sex Ed came out on Netflix. Oh. Uh, it's a live-action series about... Uh, the realities of teenage sexuality, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is because I had no sex as a teenager. Hey, uh, welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> uh, I found it and I'm older than you. I know. Uh, <laughs> not that mu- not by that much. Eh, enough. Enough. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's basically... Um, about this it's in england and the main character is kind of he's kind of like every protagonist in like a manic pixie dream girl show or movie Uh, uh where he's like he thinks he's smart but he's kind of stiff and he needs to learn to loosen up ah uh but i i feel like there's this two character, three characters who could be called Manic Pixie Dream Girls, but I, I feel like as much as it plays into those stereotypes, it's also commenting on those stereo, those tropes, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't feel confident enough in my ability to determine things and say whether it comments on it well. Yeah. It's always a weird unless you yourself are one of those people it's kind of hard to comment on certain things like that yeah um but uh yeah the first step the first season was sort of like you know oh he's a good guy and then the second season was like yeah he's essentially a good guy but he's also kind of a self-absorbed piece of shit mm. because you know he's human and yeah everyone has faults yeah it, it it wasn't so much like it's not so much like trying to downplay you know the good he does it's just trying to i i call it fleshing out a character where first season was showing his strength second season was showing his faults yeah third season i'm hoping we'll see some sort of balance between the two that'd be interesting yeah um because he wasn't for the most part, he wasn't trying. There was a couple moments where he was actively trying to be a jerk, but he just kind of ended up being a jerk. Mm. And then other characters were just making it. It was a much more difficult season to get through. Uh, just because people were making stupid mistakes, but they're the type of mistakes a teenager would make. 
Yeah, it's like realistic. Yeah, but um, I, I didn't really get into the meat of it. So he's that, and Got his it. mother is a sex therapy, sex therapist, a sex therapy. Yeah, his mother's a, his mother's a sex therapist. Uh, she you know does like couples therapy and she does like group uh, sessions with women like older women who are trying to rediscover their sexuality stuff like that hmm. um and meanwhile he um is like 15 16 hmm. no i think he's supposed to be like 17 18 and he still hasn't gotten an erection hmm like he's super uptight about sex stuff like he's just hmm. not interested doesn't like it and he's surrounded by it uh, he's so, also child of divorce. Uh, and his hmm. parents got divorced because his husband slept around. His husband, his father slept around. Hmm. Uh, so there was maybe something a little tied up in that. But the second season starts out like he's discovered. He's sort of woken up to it. He's not asexual. Oh, okay, I was about to ask that actually, if they were implying that he was asexual in some way. I thought so too, but he's really not. There is so okay. I'll, I'll get more into that. Um, they do get into asexuality eventually, but um, so basically, what it is is even though he's not into it, like he's not interested in it, he has a lot of knowledge about stuff that the school should be teaching in sex ed, and really isn't. Mm. Um. And so he meets this girl who's, and she's like, we could, you know, sell your services as a sex ed guy or like a sex therapist. Hmm. And so basically they start, you know, meeting with students and they bring their problems to him and he sort of helps talk them through it. And he mostly does a good job. He doesn't give mostly. the best advice. <laughs> mostly. I mean, he does the best he can. He's not like actively hurting someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I think most of the time they walk away better informed than when they came to him. Mm -hmm. But he's still not a trained professional, so he's not doing the best possible job. That makes sense. It's like 15, 16, you know? Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second season, basically, uh, it starts out and there's a chlamydia breakout in the school. Ooh. Yeah. And so there's like this outcry from the parents association about, uh, why aren't our children better educated about all this? Yeah. About safe sex and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's so perfectly valid reason to be angry. Yeah. And so the board of, uh, the, the, the head of the board of, education in the school board or whatever the private school in England. I, I really don't know the specifics. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, she hires uh, the main character's mother to come in and sort of help build a new curriculum. And the I mean, principal doesn't like this because the principal is there's a whole B plot involving the principal and the principal's son who is a bully, but he 
sort of discovering that he's bisexual. Hmm. Um, okay. So the second season is the mother coming into the space and sort of doing what he was doing. Uh, but professional at a professional level. Yeah. And someone also with way, way more experience. Yeah. And also not charging the kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so there's a little bit of drama there and then she finds out that he's been doing this. <sighs> yeah. Um, she gets angry, but I really don't think her response was totally realistic because she was seemed way more chill with it, even though she was pretty livid. Um, yeah. So, okay. On the B plot, the main character has a best friend who is a gay black man or same age as him. So gay black teen, mm-hmm. uh, from like a, I, th- I think they're a West African family, mm-hmm. uh, but living in England, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the first season has this whole thing about him, like, Becoming because he act differently around his family, even though his family knew he was out, he sort of held back a little bit. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. Um, but the first season, his storyline was sort of him coming to terms with himself and like being more expressive and open about his own sexuality. Yeah. And that's nice. His mother and his sisters were all very seemed to be very accepting of it, but his father was a little uncomfortable, but it wasn't so much like in a, I'm not proud of my gay son way. It was more in the, I am terrified he is going to be killed for being gay. Yeah. Not to mention it's like gay and black. Yeah. It's like, mm. they don't even really get as much into race. Oh, okay. It's England. It's set in England. So like, I mean, not to say England isn't racist, but <laughs> a far, far, a far cry from that, my dude. Yeah, but I feel I'm pretty sure it's England produced, like produced mm. in England. I don't know if like English production companies ever tackle that thing. They tackle these focused more on the gay side of it than the black immigrant family side of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, it's been like a year since I saw the first season, so they might have, and I just don't remember it. That's fair. Um, so, yeah. So, his another part of his story is uh, he's been bullied by the same kid for years, and he's the son of the principal. Mm, I see where this is going. And the son of the principal... Then they get detention together, and like you think that the guy is about to kill him basically and then he kisses him and gives him a blowjob huh yeah all right then and then at the end of season one the principal's son gets sent away to military school um and there's a whole thing there he gets framed for marijuana because he saw two guys uh, jacking each other off and they didn't want him to rat them out for being as the show put it well i'm not going to say the word uh but it starts with a mm. p mm. and you can use it it's a word used to describe a very specific type of sponge implement mm. Mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, so he gets sent back and he's sort of working. And uh, meanwhile, the the best friend, I don't remember any of the names on this show. Mm-hmm. I think the main character's name is Otis. Otis. Yeah. And I think the like sort of tough girl that like manages the money on their business. Her name's Maeve. Wow. These names are wild. England, man. I know, but like, yeah, I don't remember any of the other names on this show. Mm, that's fair. I sometimes it, have a hard time remembering names on things too. Some of them are real generic names, like, but most of them are not. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot I'm not getting into. Like Maeve has her whole thing going on where she lives in a trailer park alone, even though she's a teenager. And first episode, first season, her scuzzbag brother comes back and gets her kicked out of school. Yikes. Um, and then second season, her mom, her junkie mom comes back and tries to get back into her life. And Even bigger yikes. Yeah, but, you know, she's clean this time. She's going to therapy. She's been in the the program and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the, the, there's heartbreak in that story, too. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. It's a dramedy, you know? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. A little bit heavier on the drama. It's a mixture between a drama and a sex comedy. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. I I had heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I... It's very much a sex-positive show. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. It's like it's, tra- yeah. it's trying to tackle issues that normally wouldn't be talked about on the show it, like this. It, it really does. It's my favorite form of edutainment where it doesn't feel like edutainment mm-hmm. because I definitely think you could learn a lot about sexual education from this show. Hmm. At least a little bit more than what I learned in my high school health class. I mean, that's not saying much. Yeah. But also I'm coming from an interesting perspective because my dad was a psychologist who wrote about sex. Huh. Uh, yeah, he, he wrote a couple books about sex and sexuality, not like homosexuality, but like sexuality is a concept, I guess. Mm-hmm. Less uh, specifically like who you're interested in, more on like the broad idea of sexuality. Yeah. Uh, his, his three books were. Uh, Death of the Innocence, which is about exploitation, sexual exploitation of uh, youths. Mm. Um, a sexual profile of men in power. Yeah, that's something that has been very relevant the past couple of years. Yeah, uh, but this book came out in, I think, 1990 or 1991. Yeah, unfortunately, even oh, no, 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 wait, 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 I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That probably came out in the 70s or 80s. Oh, well, I mean, because unfortunately, even though a lot of these things are, are coming to light now, this has always been relevant. People are, yeah. just paying, people are just paying attention now. Yeah. And then the last one, most recent, which was like 91, 92, I think. Maybe 94, the latest, was uh, 
the Janice report on sexual behavior, which was billed as an update to the Kinsey report. Huh. That's super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're available anywhere. Oh, that's a shame. They're, yeah, they're, I, we probably have the last remaining copies in our house. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That is cool, though. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you got two PhDs. You're going to write a book. <laughs> yeah, between the two of you, at least one. Oh, no, no, no. My dad had two. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I my mom. That. I thought your mom. I thought you meant that your mom also had a PhD. Uh, no, my mom has an MD. Ah. I'm the family letdown. All right. Because I failed out of college. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least my other siblings graduated. Listen, most of my family didn't even graduate high school. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that that that's getting away from it. But yeah, um, it was a good show. Check it out. Uh, Rest of Development's good. Yeah, it's Rest of Development. <laughs> yeah, it, some of it hasn't aged well, but it's a perfectly I mean, serviceable comedy a lot of those shows there's some just some stuff that's just not gonna age well yeah uh so that's my week sorry go on i was just gonna say some of them age worse than others oh yeah yeah like like friends for example (laughs) yeah listen i like friends but there are a lot of things on that show that have not aged well yeah i i don't think i do like friends i like some things about friends yeah, I like, like aspects of friends. Yeah, like there, there's some stuff on there that is definitely funny, but I can say that about a lot of shows that I don't actually like. Yeah, I could too. But anyway, I can say the same thing about uh, Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my week. What's yours? So, uh, mainly my week, other than, again, the stuff, because we had a lot of stuff to catch up on this week. I didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of other things. Um, one, the main one was probably uh, on a mutual friend of ours' birthday. I mentioned, I think this was a couple week, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned a movie called Bahu Bali. Yeah. Bollywood film. Uh, we watched on one mutual friend's birthday, and then on another mutual friend's birthday, we, who the both of them are together, we watched the second Bahubali film, part two. Now, the second one has that scene where a bunch of guys are on a palm tree and they get launched over a wall, right? Yeah, they're riding, and they're inside of the shields, and they make a wheel, yeah. and they flop out of the thing. That's in the second movie. Yeah, that's that's that that's pretty fucking cool. I should watch Bahubali. Like, literally, like that's not even, like, you don't even know. <laughs> Like the whole, both those movies are full of dumb shit like that. I don't doubt it, and I will get to it one day. Like, I without spoiling, I'll give you t- like the main character does like shit that's so completely off the wall. Like, without giving you any context, I'll say three things, and this is only within like the first thirty minutes of one movie, hmm. or like a half or like an hour of one movie. He with no explanation whatsoever, flash steps and kills three guys. Rides on a rides on a stampede of oxes with flaming horns. And stabs 
12 guys onto a rock, lifts the rock into the air so it's shaped like a big stone tree and crucifies them, and then the the rock is hit by lightning and it explodes. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Those movies are so fucking wild. Okay, okay, I have... I have important questions now. Yes. Everything you've described is definitely CG done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How's the practical effects and like the fight choreography? The fight choreography is actually fucking awesome. And all of the set design and costume design are super on point. Okay. Like, especially the set design. The set design is mm, 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 chef kiss. It's very good. And the, the, the there is some CGI that's a little mm, questionable because it's Bollywood. Yeah. It, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to describe <laughs> those movies other than they're a lot. There are so many raw fucking lines and moments in both of those movies. <laughs> it's they will ruin cinema for you. They're so oh, fucking boy. awesome. Anyway, uh, the and the only other uh, thing they've kind of just been like watching in and out is I've been watching two different YouTube channels that sort of are on the same type of deal. I've been mainly watching a lot of stuff about history, mm-hmm. just because it's been kind of a history kick. One is a uh, weird history, okay, and weird history is a channel that just they're like twelve ish min- minute videos where they're just like here's a bunch of trivia about this time period or what was it like to live in the old west what was the the average uh meal slash dietary conditions of a person in medieval times etc what was it like to what was it like to be a ninja what was it really like to be a ninja etc etc yeah it's actually pretty it's like a it's like one of those things where you don't get like super super in depth. Was it's and one of those like nice. Oh, I learned something today. Like you, it's uh, it's pop history. It's pop history. It's like I want to learn something interesting and like a little, just like a few little interesting factoids and just learn a little bit, just a touch yeah. more about history. I feel you. And just want to clarify, just mm-hmm. calling it pop history isn't a judgment call. It's just oh no classification. It there it's way more it's like digest it's like way it's digestible history. Yeah, because most, thing, most both things about history are really long. Yeah, you have uh, no idea. Yeah, well, you have some idea. Oh, I do. <laughs> like, look at pretty much any historical war film. Oh, not only that. Like, have you ever been on JSTOR? <laughs> have you ever listened to? Uh, oh God, what was that podcast? The uh... I forget the name of it. Like there's, he did a, he did a multi-part series about the Persian empire and each, ep- it's like five parts in each, each episode is like four hours long. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Uh, the other history thing is there's a, his- there's a YouTube channel called history buffs, uh, by one Mr. Nick Hodges. And he essentially does history stuff, but through the lens of talking about the historical time period or a moment in history, through the lens uh, through the lens of a film based off of that time period in history, mm. a mo- that moment in history. 
like he talks about the water the battle of waterloo like the actual things that happen while also simultaneously talking about the film waterloo and comparing it to the actual historical th- events that happen and, and historical inaccuracies within the film and how good it is as a film mm-hmm. just on its own but also like how good is it as a historical accurate historically accurate interesting yeah. yeah it's actually pretty interesting most of his videos are like 20 ish minutes 25 minutes long but he's done some longer ones for certain films uh, like apollo 13 uh that movie that video is almost like an hour long because he didn't just talk about the apollo 13 event in the movie he also talked about sort of the lead up to the space race as well interesting yeah uh I wouldn't recommend watching some of his older videos because they were from like five years ago and he's definitely changed as a person since then. He's There were some questionable jokes in some of his earlier videos. Good to know. Just, you know, put yeah. that out there. Unfortunate humor. Problematic humor. Problematic humor from like five years ago, so I'm not going to hold it against him. <laughs> yeah, people grow. People, people grow. Still need to be held accountable for what they said, but... You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as more recent videos, he's definitely like ah, I. You see, you some of your views have definitely changed. Clearly, sort yep. of a, like you could see it. Uh, but he and he's done a lot of stuff, relatively speaking, considering how long his videos probably take to make. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like editing films yeah. together and like doing historical research and. It, it... It's very time-consuming. I'm sure it's a very time-consuming process, but he makes quality product. That's good. Uh, and I've been enjoying the stuff that uh, there's some of those videos, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this because I <laughs> either I either don't like that movie, or I'm just like, I know that he's gonna tear it apart. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly like stuff like, oh, I don't know, The Last Samurai. <laughs> oh God, that's. Oh God, The Last Samurai! I remember when I saw that. I thought this is stupid, but at least it's fun. Yeah, I feel that. I still feel that way still. But as the years have gone on, I'm just been more like, it's. I really, I really want to like this movie because there's good things in it. But it, it's just a white savior. Yeah. It's such a white... It's like even more of a white savior. It's Well, it's less of a white savior thing than Dances of Wolves is. Cause that's the biggest one. I think the most white savior-y movie is... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's... I don't remember the name. But it, it's the... You remember that South Park bit? Uh, the... I've got to teach these kids! Yeah? It's where that comes from. Oh, that... Yeah, like a white teacher goes into the inner city to teach these kids about stuff. Mm. Yeah, that that's the most white saviory you can get. Yeah, I also know that he, he has a video on Dances as Wolves. It's like 56 minute song, and I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be an autopsy. Uh, and uh, there's a, a video about Braveheart, which definitely is a tearing apart that film oh boy i want that film is that film is i've never seen it yeah well it's got mel gibson in it so 
That's why I've never seen it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The only Mel Gibson movie I ever saw, and it was before I saw it before the whole. Ah uh, yes. Everyone found out. Uh, was that uh, a, yeah. That he was a lot of things. He was a lot of things. More than just an anti-Semite. Also mm-hmm. a misogynist and general racist and just a general piece of shit, really. Yeah. Um. Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, I really wish I could... Like, I watched Lethal Weapon actually, like, for the first time, like, about a year ago. Yeah. Really, really wish I could enjoy it more because I really like Danny Glover. Danny Glover's good in everything he's in. And I I remember watching that... Watching Lethal Weapon and seeing Danny Glover, like, oh, Danny Glover, oh... <laughs> Young Danny Glover, you're so handsome. <laughs> Look at this handsome man. He's yeah, you're so, so handsome. He wasn't that young there because he was still. I mean, you know what? I, for this shit, you know what I mean, though. Like he's much yeah, younger I, than he was than he is now. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a, he was a very. I mean, he's he's still kind of handsome, but he was a very very handsome man. You know what? I'm angry at. Uh... Mel Gibson for now. Mm. He stole a movie from me that I was really looking forward to because I really liked the first one. Uh, Daddy's Home. Really? <laughs> I, that's a much funnier movie. Okay. I love Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I, like, I just, I enjoy his movies. Fair enough. Uh, it's lowest common denominator humor, but I've been a fan of it since I was a kid when he was on SNL. Like he's th- one of those guys who really shaped my sense of humor. I think Will Ferrell is way funnier on SNL than he is in any of his movies. Oh yeah. Cause like, okay. He's way funnier on SNL. And I think he was really good on uh night at the Roxbury, even though that's a pretty bad movie. I okay, it's not a good movie, but Talladega Nights is pretty quotable. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm I was getting to there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So like he was good in that because he was bringing that same SNL energy to it because it was an SNL skit expanded. Yeah. Uh. But then you had Talladega Nights, you had Ron Burgundy, and you had most of all Elf. Elf is funny. And those made him a household name. I don't like a lot of his movies, but I will admit Elf is funny. Yeah. Step Brothers is probably his best, in my opinion. Okay, Step Brothers is pretty funny, too. Anytime he's paired up with uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, he needs someone else with that same energy to be really funny, I think. I, You know, actually, one of my favorite later performances, not... Counting his early stuff, but one of his my favorite later performances from him was mm. that time he was on like a couple episodes of The Office. Oh yeah, he was right wasn't be- he? Right before, right when Steve, he was supposed to be Steve Carell's uh, replacement. Mm. Uh, and then he, I think he died. <laughs> Damn. Or he quit. I think he had like a peanut allergy thing or something. I, I really can't remember something. He either had some sort of like mental breakdown where he did something that got him fired or 
peanut allergy. I can't remember. One of those two. Yeah. But I, just having those two guys in the same room act, because I think Steve Carell gets overlooked a lot because he's just the mm-hmm. office guy. And he was also in a ki- couple kind of crummy movies. Yeah, like Evan Almighty. Yeah. And uh, hold on. It's not the one you're thinking of. Probably not. Get smart. God, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. I forget a lot of the things that guy's in, unfortunately. Because a lot of them's not good. He's an excellent performer. He himself is funny. It's just that the things he's given, he doesn't get a lot to work with, unfortunately. Yeah. He he doesn't get the best. 40-Year-Old Virgin was fucking hilarious still to me today. Yeah, uh, it's not aged the best, but nothing from the 2000s has aged the best. Mm-hmm. I think that's when the height of edge was. Yeah, uh, you know, who's someone who's really hit or miss on whether they're funny or not in a movie as well? Who? Ben Stiller. Yeah, it completely depends on who's in charge. Zoolander is hilarious. Zoolander won. Zoolander 1. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander uh, 1 is hilarious. And Night at the Museum isn't funny, but it's a good movie. And it's a good performance. It is a very good performance. Most of the perform- most of the, that whole movie, both of those movies, are completely carried by the performances of not just Ben Stiller, but the entire cast. Yeah, Robin Williams, Owen Wilson, uh, whoever played the little Roman dude. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, okay, what was her name, who played Amelia Earhart in the second one? Oh, Amy yeah. Adams might have been Amy Adams. Hold on, I'm, I need to look. It's I need been to... a while. And then you also had, um, oh, he played Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah, he did. Malik, something Malik. I th- yeah, something. Uh, not at the museum too. Uh, God, Amy Adams. You were right. It was? Okay. It was Amy Adams. Yeah. You know who else I would like to see play Amelia Earhart in a comedy? Hmm. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. She's really good at that, like, golden age of Hollywood voice. You're super right. <laughs> uh. Also, I just want to see her. She's in the second season of uh, Arrested Development. Oh yeah, she is. She's the uh, <laughs> she's the that. business model. Oh yeah, she is. You're super right. Oh, oh. I forgot about that. You know who? Oh, oh, there was someone else who was really oh. good in that. I remember being surprised. Oh man, Amy Poehler's in that too. Fuck. She plays man, uh, Job's wife. Oh man, Arrested Development had a lot of great actors in it. Ed Will Arnett, man. Yeah, like, that says it all. Yeah, it started his career. I'm pretty sure it's what started his career. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's yeah, that's sorry. Much, that's, no, 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 no. I mean, that was that's evergreen content, man. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much my week. Okay. So uh, I want to talk more about good improv comedians. <laughs> we could do it after the podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll just shoot the breeze. Um. As but I'll do. keep it recording. I'll keep it recording. <laughs> just you, so you can rehear the conversation later? No, I'll, you know, secret sound it or release it as a special episode or something. Oh, man. 
Yeah. I mean, I like to re-listen the conversations. Yeah. But anyway. You know what I did for like a week in high school? What? I found a bunch of old tape recorders in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just I kept one in my pocket with a blank cassette in there. I would just record like my day. Like a journal. Yeah, but more like a documentary because it was literally like me and my friends conversations and hmm. and classes. What a time capsule that must be. Yeah, the tapes don't exist anymore. Man, that's unfortunate. Well, I used the same two tapes, so I record over and over and over. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I was never thinking of archiving it for later. It was just like, yeah, I this seems like a fun thing to do. Hindsight's 2020 and all that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's your week. Yep. Okay. Then uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with Owl House and okay. Back on our show. All right, and welcome back from that break. That was just a little bit of a song followed by a no back to the show type thing, and then a little bit more music. It would uh, be an eye catch if this were visual. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Owl House or Azokin first? Ah, uh, fuck. I have a thought to say about both, so I don't know. Let's do Azokin first because that's a little more fresh in my mind. Okay. Uh, we're specifically we're talking about episodes. Uh, is it? It's three, three all the way, four, all the way up to five and six. Three, four, five, and six. So we finally. This is pretty much where, like. That club activities really start, and they take on their first like big project, which is the, yeah. the, the their presentation. Again, again, I don't really want to. No, 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 no. I'm just okay. No, no, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's just you know. It's... Okay. Yeah. Uh. No. no so no, what do no, you think? Oh, there's a lot of commentary about the creative process. Yeah. Just in general. Like. Yeah. It really is. So, Kanamori as a character really represents the, I the the person who's there to like. She Kanamori knows that the other two have like this uh, amazing amount of talent and creative energy, but they don't have realistic expectations. Yeah, and she's constantly there to remind them of the realistic expectations of the medium. I think. All three of them represent a different, let's say, stereotype within the animation industry. Yeah. Connor is very much the business end. Mm -hmm. Just straight up that that's her character. Yeah, she's there to do logistics. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's the, the, the rich girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember the other girl's name, Asakusa, but I can't remember the rich girl's name. Yeah. Hold on. I can just... Yeah. Oh, I think it's with an M. 
Yeah. I just remember Kanamori always because she's my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Asakusa is the the main girl, and then um, yeah. Uh, Mizus Mizusaki. Mizusaki, yeah. Um, Mizusaki, I feel represents the artistic side of it. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, like, she she's not really like she's not super nitpicky about design elements as much as it is about the quality of animation. Like, she, she feels much more like an animator. Yeah, she's a perfectionist specifically in her. Yeah. She wants to be she wants to animate. And then I can't think of a better word to describe Azasuka uh, than Asakusa. Asakusa than um she's not what we typically think of when we think of the word, but she I feel like represents an industry otaku. Yeah, she also represents the most idealist of the girls in terms of, like, she's the biggest dreamer out of all three of them. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree with that. She puts so much thought into and detail into, like, the tiniest little things. And then but the reason I use the word otaku is because she also gets hung up on little details. Yeah. And at first it's not a detriment to her until it's actually, it's the most recent episode where when they're making, when they're making the mecha anime. Yeah. And then she's like, mecha fans are really nitpicky about specific mechanics and designs of robots. What if I can't make the robot that everybody else likes? And then not only that, she just switches the project from, being what the client asked for to what she would prefer, which is more mm-hmm. like a vehicle. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the right word. More, I I'm, it, it's not coming to me. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, a vehicle. And Kanamori, this is practical. Really, Sorry, practical. Practical. A, a more practical means of transportation than a giant mecha. And I really like that Kanamori isn't just there to, like, be the realist. She's also there to, like... It, it really shines to in that moment because then she realizes... She says to her, like, you can't just drop the project. And then she straight up says, you can never make the thing that'll satisfy anybody. Just make the thing that'll satisfy you. Yeah. She's, I think, a vision of the perfect project manager... Mm-hmm. where she cares both about making sure everyone's paid, mm-hmm. but she also cares about the well-being of the animators. Yeah, and they're what they want. Yeah. Within reason. That they're happy. And um, I think that was one of her best moments in the show, is, is that it really is a good commentary on just being a creator in general Mm. like there's 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 this common thing with creators that they always see the faults of their own work yeah way more than the person who's consuming it does i could say as the person who edits this there's definitely little things that 
if I had all the time in the world, I would edit each and every little bit of it to perfection. Uh, yeah. But I have had to compromise on certain things just for my own sanity. Yeah, that's all. You, there's, there's, there, hold on. There's a line that perfectly encapsulates this sort of like bit in the story, and I need to yeah. find it. I actually find it, and then I'll, I'll explain what it was. If you listen to the first episode, I seriously over-edited that one. I. Mm-hmm. We both do this thing where before we start speaking, we'll make this sound or something similar mm. to it. We'll like suck our teeth or like our it, it's our tongue snapping off the roof of our mouth. Mm-hmm. We both do this. I think most people do this. It drives me up the wall listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> so I literally removed each and every instance of it from that first episode. And then I would also cut down dead air. So like I would if I was if there were like pauses, I would leave enough that it was, you know, like, yeah, pause for effect, but not too long. And it it took me eight hours to edit a three hour podcast. It's trying to find a delicate balance, really. Yeah. And then last weekend when I edited the fourth episode. Or no. Yeah, the fourth episode uh, took me half a day. I think it took me the length of the podcast because I just I made the cuts and I put in the music and that was it. Yeah, it's I learned that too when I started editing my podcast. It was just like you do it for long enough and you're just like this really like you just it's it's a combination of realizing you need to compromise and a combination of like I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, like you just like nobody cares. I'm the only one who's gonna care. I, I found the way that I was able to get myself on board with reducing the amount of editing I do on an episode mm-hmm. is uh, I tell myself if I ever start doing this full time, then I'll edit it to all hell. Mm-hmm. But until that point. Yeah, I get paid for this, buddy. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even then you're still going to have to find a balance because. Yeah sanity but anyway the line was it was when Conmori. it was when Conmori found uh, asakusa under the desk <laughs> she, she asked yeah. were you able to finish and she says i'd say it's less about finishing or completing the project and more the outcome of passion crashing against compromise and resignation <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's that was that line is so fucking real I feel like that's even something re- relatable outside of like creative pursuits. Just if you've just, ever had to do three term papers in a week. Yeah, anything that literally anything. Yeah, any act of creation. Any like, act of creation, even if it's not like on a deadline. I should on a deadline specify. Yeah, like art. Yeah, I I I, I used art in really big air quotes there. Yeah. Art is the most subjective thing that ever have, has ever existed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll leave that at that. We don't need to get into specific Yeah, we're, we're not going to get to a deep philosophical conversation about what is art, because then once you start talking about that, you sound like you're sniffing your own farts. Or that you're insane. <laughs> or that you're insane. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Uh, but I... I think one of my favorite scenes in these episodes was when they were like trying to pick a location for the uh, 
their trailer thing for the for the school council. It was literally yeah. like them driving around the physical locations, like they were picking out a house. Yeah, I think my favorite was when they were down in like the sewers. Oh yeah, and I really like the crab turtle. The crab turtle is a really strong design. Oh. And I want a toy of it. I also want a toy of it. It's such a good design. You mix crab with anything and it's a good design, honestly. Well, it's because because crab is the perfect creature. Well, yeah. No, lobster is perfect creature. Oh, yeah, lobster is perfect creature. Crab is cuter lobster, but crab is perfect creature. Well, if crab wasn't perfect creature, then why did evolution try to create crab four different times? Do you know about that? That's true. I, this I is did. gonna. Yeah. This is this is going to be a thing in any sci-fi universe I create. Is that all? Is that crabs are a universal constant? They exist on all planets that can produce crab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the perfect eye form, really. Crab, crab, crab. Good. I like crab. crab. I also I don't like eat, crab. I don't. I don't eat crab because I'm kosher. Mm-hmm. Crabs I've not never, kosher. I've never but... eaten crab. Oh, we're th- in the same boat. Apparently, before my parents started keeping kosher, because there was a period of time where they didn't, they came to really like crab. Because mm. I remember when I was a little kid, they would buy imitation crab. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the robot, but it, it, I think that they said it best. Oh, Jesus. What happened? I was thought the door just slammed open. Oh, okay. Everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's my sibling. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think they did. I think they're right. It was is a little over designed as a yeah. robot. It's certainly a cool design, but it's mm-hmm. gonna be a pain in the ass to animate, as they said. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what my favorite part was? Hmm. When the lines between real, like the the way they blurred the lines between reality and. The animation yeah, yeah. during the the trailer yeah and people were just like experiencing it you know yeah where it, it was a representation of like being truly immersed in something yeah. um but you know what i think is gonna really wear on me fast mm. the the daydreams that kind of merge with the reality of the situation and how they're super vivid and like shared hallucination level almost. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm going to get I'm already tired of that. Well, for we've only got uh six more episodes of this show, so Okay. <laughs> you don't have to be tired of it for very long if you are. Yeah. Every anime has one little thing about it that it just irks me up the wall. Mhm. And it's that in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like those things, but you know, I I don't know. It, I I can't put words to why it bothers me. It just does. It's the most. Un- it's one of the most unique things about the show. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I agree. Yeah, I get it. I don't. Know. It's fine. I I really can't put words to why it just does. Hmm. <sighs> Uh, Kanamori still continues to be my favorite character, and that's it's she doesn't stop. 
She's so fucking great. Yeah, she's an excellent straight man to the two idealists. I really love that bit where she realized that she had built the desk in front of the door. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she, she crashes through the wall. Yeah, fucking yeah. busting through. Uh, My favorite part of that is when that bit of animation where she stands up instead of like turning around like a normal person, she like fucking steers like she's got wheels. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird little like and because she's so tall it makes it even more like weird looking it's yeah. kind of uh but i don't have too much more to say about isaac and other than go watch it it's great yeah it's it's a really strong show you, my one little nitpick aside it's a really strong show i am enjoying it more than i enjoy most anime hmm. and i actually like, I do like anime. No joking. No joking. I love anime. I hate anime. Both are true. None of that bullshit. I like anime. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I do like it. It's mm-hmm. animation. I, I love animation in general. There's just a lot of tropes and shit in it that bug the shit out of me. Uh, yep. But, you know, sure this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'd watch a lot more if dubs were more a thing still i mean they are they're just not as easily accessible yeah and sorry i'm i kind of wish they'd get more voice actors because there's a it's the same few every time and i don't like a lot of their voices Mm. well this is the comes with the problem of only like three or four animation studios actually dubbing things Localization studios. Localization, localization studios are the, the only. There's like four of them, and they're the only ones that do localization. Unlike Western animation, where it's like dozens of companies, and they all have their own voice actors, or they get voice actors from all over different places. That's true. It's you know, it's just due to the fact of it being localized, and there's only so many of these localization groups. And and to to be fair, to be fair. Um, there still is a bit of that problem in Western animation because there's a couple voices out there. It's just like, oh, that's Jim Cummings, that's Rob Paulson, mm-hmm. that's uh, Carrie Elway, not Carrie Elway. It's Frank Welker. It's Frank Welker. It, it Cree yeah, Cree Summer. Cree Summer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's if it's a black girl, it's Cree Summer. <laughs> It's yeah, if it's a black girl with Cree Summer, that's just how it'd be. Yeah. Uh I like Cree Summer a lot. Just I like even too. outside of her voice work. Just I do too. I, I like listening to interviews with her. Yeah, she's great. She had she's led such an interesting life. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it it's just you know but you still get a little bit of divergence, you know. Yeah. And you do I think you do to some degree. I think it's just the nature of the voiceover gig where it's like, all right, who's in the building? All right, get them. Yeah. And there's some people that just kind of are everywhere because they just have a lot of range. Yeah. But because we're people who have seen so many things, we recognize them even though they have big range. Yeah. Because we're dumb nerds with nothing better to do with our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what my dream is? Hmm. My dream is to have a show with John DiMaggio, Steve Carell, and a 
blanking on the third name. Hmm. He was Wesley in uh, Princess Bride, and he does a lot of voiceover work now. Oh, we can look. Carrie, El- is it Carrie Elways? Oh, let's look this up. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Uh, IMDb. Cast. Carrie Elway. Carrie Elway. Okay. You were right. Because th- there's a there's an athlete with a similar name, isn't there? I think so. I don't know sports. Like a Casey Elway or something. It's definitely an Elway in sports. Either don't. football or hockey. I don't know. Don't do sport. Yeah. I do little sport. I fish. That's it. <laughs> no. I'll if I'm in New York, I'll watch baseball. Mm, I also like boxing. I do like boxing very much yeah. so. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about well we're I mean we're we've said we're gonna talk about Epo eventually. I feel like Epo if this was a show about comics or in manga, there's no way in hell. We're talking about the, the Madhouse anime specifically. Yeah. Uh both animes are not that long, so and there's like what, like two or three movies? Yeah, they're another and two of them I think are just clip shows they're really like, they're like ova collections of like fights i think uh, that's not even i'm, I'm pretty sure epo becoming the champ was its own movie champion road champion road yeah that was a movie right i don't i don't know i just watched the show okay and then there was takamura versus brian hawk which i'm pretty sure was a movie Mm-hmm. Then I think they did the same thing with uh, Eagle, his second title. I don't know. It's I don't remember. Whatever. I don't remember. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, so yeah, that that's in the future. I am looking forward to talking about Epo. Um, so yeah, Owl pair, House. Oh, sorry. I'll, might pair it with another sports anime, maybe. Maybe. I Shield Twenty One. The I Shield Twenty One anime is garbage. That's true. IQ. Eh. We'll get. We'll, we'll figure. I could it out. never. I could never get into IQ. I've tried multiple times. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, Megalobox. We could do Megalobox. Uh, I, no, 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 no. I want to do that with Ashita No Joe. Mm, fair enough. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I. I think. Uh, eh, forget it. Uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it later. You know, we'll talk about um, Owl House. Owl talk House. At three, four, and five? Yeah, three, four, five. Despite only talking about three episodes, there's a lot to talk about here. Okay, Ooh. I... If I'll, if by you mean a lot, your horniness, we're going to cut that to 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds to express horniness. Uh, big monster lady good. Okay, I'm done. Okay, cool. Still a lot to talk about? Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's dig into it then. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Where do we even begin? Uh, well, three was the school one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really we got to meet some of the other characters like Amity and Willow and uh, what was the 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 uh the other kid's name? I can't remember. He's 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 not as he hasn't done enough to really. 
he's just been a couple sight gags, and that's it. Yeah, Willow has made more of an impression on me as a character. And Amity, too, because she's the... The rival? She's the Draco Malfoy, for she's lack Dra- of a better term. She's, she's the Draco Malfoy, she's the Sasuke, she's the... No, 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 no. Sasuke's a different level. Mm-hmm. Because Harry and Draco were never friends. Mm. Luz and Amity have not been friends yet. Yet. Yeah. It's common. But that's still... I, I don't think that... Because... No. Huh? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Hang on a second. Sorry. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think Sasuke's the right comparison. No, I'm just the rival. Yeah, the rival. The rival slash character <clears throat> that people will ship her with the most. Yeah, that is going to be the ship, isn't it? I mean, there was a lot of big lesbian energy between her and Willow that first interaction, honestly. That's true. Like, ah, yes, loose. I, I, think I was actually talking to KP about this, and he, and he was like, I haven't watched the show, but loose has big baby lesbian energy, and I'm like, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. And fuck, I. People were saying that Ida was a goblin, and I'm like, she's a little bit goblin. And then I watched these episodes, I'm like, oh no, she's, she's huge goblin. She's goblin, yeah. Big goblin. Yeah. The biggest goblin. Ooh, shiny <sighs> things. I love Ida. I, I also love Ida. Fucking love Ida. I fucking love that bit at the end of the. Episode five, where she had like it was about to have a genuine moment with her sister, and she threw the fucking check, just <laughs> <laughs> ran away. You, you can. <sighs> She's definitely got Grunkle Stan vibes. Oh yeah, but she's very much her own beast in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, uh, heavy on the word beast. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> episode. God, that shit with episode four. It's a cool ass monster design. Not a, not getting into your horniness, but that's a cool ass monster design. Disregarding my horniness for big monster ladies. Yeah. It gives me. I it's big howls moving castle vibes. Because of howl, who's a sorcerer who transforms into this big bird monster. Yeah. It definitely has Miyazaki. All of this has like. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird. Mash between Miyazaki and uh, like Class B Chupo almost. Yeah, kind of the grossness like, mainly. Yeah, like specifically Avril. Mon- it's like if Miyazaki did Avril Monsters. Yeah, because it's the art's way better than Class B Chupo. It's not that ugly. Uh, I mean, that's uh, a that's a matter of opinion. Let's not get into this. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Remember, I like ugly stuff. I, I, I like I, the ugly stuff. I enjoy it. It, it. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> that bit. I, I didn't think because like, the thing was I was like I remember vividly when we were talking about the show the first time I'm wondering okay are we gonna get like a Gravity Falls esque overarching underlying plot and oh, then yeah. epi- and then episode four happened I'm like okay here we go <laughs> yep 
Here four and five. Four, four and, and five. five give us two big overarching plots. Edith's curse and her sister wanting the then the sister slice the emperor wanting to capture her. Yeah. For unknown reasons. Yeah. And we also got a lot of lore, like because Luce does her magic for the first time, and it's like she does it differently because that's how they used to do it. And I'm wondering if I mean, we're obviously going to explore that more, but I'm wondering in what way. Yeah. You know, um, like, why did witches stop doing it that way? If I had to guess. Well, do you want to play guessing games? No, not practicality. Mm. You remember the uh, the parasitic magic sack that they all have attached to their hearts? Ah, the bile. The bile, that's what it is, yeah. I uh, I bet they didn't used to have that. And mm-hmm. now they do. For, for some, some reason. reason. For some reason. Yeah, through, I don't know, genetic mutation or some sort of engineered genetic mutation. Magical alchemical mutation. Something. Yeah, something like that. I'm also looking forward to them exploring the idea of the covens more. Yeah, that that's... That's something. I'm I'm curious if it works how I think it does. Like, how I think it works is that, like, you sacrifice the ability to use other types of magic for the ability to use this one type of magic, but really, really well. Except okay. for the Emperor's Guard. Yeah. I think it's more like um, they just sort of block off your ability to do those other ones. I just feel like there has to be some sort of, like, you know, I say that, but it's probably sort of just like, I want to belong. I'm just like, is there a reason to do that other than just belonging? People have done stupider things for wanting to belong, I suppose. Yeah. That's why uh, well, I, I think it's... I think it's more of a commentary on the way governments try to control Mm-hmm. Uh, their constituents through, like, you know, the concept of, of a herd is easier to control when you remove individuality, so you just get them used to uh, uh, stringent mm-hmm. system. I, I'm getting real into my anti-authoritarian. You're very, very much. Right I mean, now. Ida, um, is, Ida is super strong anti-authority, though. To be fair, yeah. Uh, that that's honestly why I think it's this way, uh, but also just my own personal leanings of anti-authoritarianism. Individualism um, bad, like Coven's bad. Individualism good. I get it. Yeah, says loose. Says loose. But but I think it it's less about people needing feeling the need to belong, mm-hmm. and more the emperor controlling mages. By limiting what they can do through legality. So he can stay in power, and the only ones who get more power are the ones who follow him. Are the bootlickers, yeah. The bootlickers, yeah, makes sense. And and clearly the Emperor is being set up as a big bad, clearly. Oh, yeah. But are they the final big bad? That's the question. I don't think we'll see them in season one. No, it's probably going to be season two. Lilith is season one big bad. 
yeah, Lilith or Lilith and X Emperor Toady. Yeah. Uh I, no, no, I think it's Lilith in season one. I yeah. think Amity is going to be the uh I'm gonna call her the Yamcha. Hmm. Because he was the first enemy to be converted to the good side in Dragon Ball. Fair enough. And that would make Lilith because I think season two will be uh, Lilith coming over that would make her the TN. Or the or, Oolong. Or, Oolong. King Pi- or King Piccolo. Yeah, but that's not going chronological because it goes... No, but I mean in the sense of like she's way more of a threat than Yamcha ever was. TN's more of a threat than Yamcha ever was. Nobody's a... Th- <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> No, no, but I, I think on coolness level, she's Piccolo level. Yeah. By the way, can we talk about that fight? Can we talk about the an- the stunning animation of this fight? That was God. They, you you know how you get me super on board with something? Mm. Really good staff choreography. Mm. And you know how you get me super super on board? Mm. Really well animated staff choreography. I am a slut for quarterstaff fight. And major staffs being used like quarterstaffs or bows or whatever you want to fucking call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk horny. Laser horny for staff fights. Oh, yeah. As the macho man once said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, macho man. Yeah. He died for our sins. He did die for our sins. <laughs> Macho Man and, is the best. Yeah. I miss Macho Man. You either anyway. die the hero, the hero or live long enough, enough to see there. yourself become Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I really feel <laughs> like if we would have had that watershed moment if he hadn't passed on. We don't know. Who knows? I'd ra- I'd rather not, you know. As as a as a guy living in Florida, I don't have a super amount of faith in Floridian men. Florida man, yeah. Florida man, <laughs> the worst superhero. <laughs> he's not a superhero. He's the worst superhero because he's a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-hero, really. Uh, no, he's a villain protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make one... Okay, can we each make one prediction? Sure. My prediction is that King's big talk about actually being the king of demons and all that shit is totally real. <laughs> oh, like he's yeah. Not, he's not talking out of his ass when he says he's the king of demons. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I... Mm. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Like, I I don't think like okay. this isn't his. This is clearly not his original state. Yeah, I think it's more like he's a prince right now, and he will be a king. Mm. Uh, but he's like a prince in absentia, like hidden away. Yeah, or he's like a prince, but he's like 31st in line or something. Yeah. Like he's the lowest on the rung in terms of ascension. Yeah. 
And there's going to be a joke about how the 30 se- you should see the 30 second guy <laughs> or something along those lines. Or like the court jester is higher on the racket than he is. Yeah, something along and like the, his his father is like uh, some sort of either big bad or something. Or there's going to be. An I don't. Th- about, I don't th- I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a big bad. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. don't think demons are going to be big bads in this. Um, because we've seen one other demon and he's been sympathetic and a red herring. Yeah, I think that it's there's going to be some episodes about that though. For yeah. Sure. Like, how can you not? I've got a crazy way out there whack prediction. What's that? The big corpse that the Boiling Isles are surrounded by. Mm -hmm. The big rotting corpse. Yes. That was the King of Demons. And King came out of that as like a King Piccolo egg. Mm. Interesting. I love how both of our theories were about King. That's the only reason I came. I literally just came up with that theory while we were talking. Ah, fair enough. Uh, I, I don't really have any other predictions other than what we already talked about. You know, mm-hmm. I think I talked about my predictions about Amity being the turnaround. You know, the Yamcha and Villa being the Piccolo. Yeah, heel face turn. Clearly, they're setting it up. Clearly, yeah. And now that that episode has happened, it's like oh. I can hear it. Can you hear it? The sound of a thousand typewriters and fan fictions <laughs> being written. I can hear it. Yeah. The sound of thousands of young lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> and others. Yeah. You know. God, That's I right. love Owl House. It's so good. It's very good. Okay. Are we done with it then? Mm-hmm. For today? Yeah, for today. Okay. Uh, we're going to take one more short break when we get back Cyber 6. Now, back to Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. And we're back. Uh... Next segment of Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, Cyber Six. Cyber Six. This uh, brief history. Animated miniseries released in 1999, produced by NOA, and it's based upon the Argentinian comic of the same name. I thought also. it was Italian. No, it's Argentinian, and it stars the eponymous Cyber Six. She defends the city of Meridiana. When I wrote first part, first wrote this, I wrote Saint Meridiana for some reason. Even though yeah. it's never called Saint Meridiana, maybe because of the angel statue. Meridiana from the creations of evil scientist von Richter and his clone slash son Jose, all while trying to maintain her secret identity as the literature teacher named Adrian. Yeah. Uh, just before we really get into it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about intro and outro songs that I that we've never skipped. This is it. I never skipped the intro. Never skipped either intro or outro. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're so atypical for the period. They really are. 
and they're so fucking good. Mm-hmm. They specifically the opening is so like when you gel it with the opening animation, it's yeah. like it it the animation. If you were just watching the animation by itself without the music, you would never never expected the music that it that they chose. No, not at all. Uh you would expect probably some sort of nineties butt rock or something. I would think more like a KM D FM KMFDM. Or Evanescence. No, no, not FN What we have is almost Evanescence level. Mm-hmm. But it I would is. pick based on, you know, how like, you know, she's like burning skin tight leather and uh, it, it ha- I'd expect the soundtrack to be industrial music. That's fair. Uh, one of my notes is big non-binary energy. Oh yeah, from Cyber Six. Big non-binary energy. Yeah. Uh, just... Which I think is a. I've talked with other people about this, and it's like everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, non-binary energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's really nothing. There's, to there's add nothing. To that. Yeah, there's nothing more to. That's just one of my. It's like the, since there wasn't anything more to say to it than that. Like I just wanted to like. Yeah. It's there. Uh. You know. Yeah. Just want to say. Uh. I tried to read the comic. It's way different. No. I couldn't yeah. find. There's no English translation. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I I specifically looked it up and. It's been translated into every almost everything except English. There's an unofficial fan translation, but it's incomplete, and I couldn't find it. Mm. It's like those uh, fan translations of those Code Lyoko novels. <sighs> now let's not get into that. I know you don't yeah. like Code Lyoko. Yeah, I. It. I didn't I even it. know those existed. They're continuations of the show, and people argue which is a better continuation, that or the live-action show. Probably the novels. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. It's not even a contest, honestly. Like, I, I bet they're better than the original show. And they're pretty good. I haven't read it, and I have a low opinion of the original show. Let's not. Let's not. Cyber Six. No, 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 no. I, I want it real quick. Okay. I like the characters from Code Lyoko. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the weird animation and the weird art style and the, the switch between hand-drawn and CG or 2D and CG, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I just don't like the story. I just don't like how they use the characters. Mm-hmm. That that That's my major complaint with it. It also suffers from this thing where the first season is not great. Oh, no, it's not. It's really not. It, it got better as it went on. I will second, give it that. The second and third seasons are probably the best the show has to offer. Yeah. They, they change up the... Because the third season really sets up a status quo. And then those seasons, after the seasons afterward, just really strongly shake up the status quo, especially the second season. Yeah. Uh, but... You were right. We shouldn't have gotten into that. I felt the need to. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Cyber 6 is just oh, it's so stylistic and it's such a good style. It, like, it's mm-hmm. 
it reminds me of um uh what is it hold on i have it written down have you ever seen the music video for pearl james do the evolution yeah i know exactly what you're talking about it really reminds me of that mm-hmm. um Pretty sure that was animated by Studio Adelaide. I'm not a hundred percent on that. Maybe. No, something else was. It, I'm thinking of a different music video. This is um, done by uh, TMS. Yes, this is done by TMS and it shows because it's beautiful. It's a combination of that and a combination of it only being 13 episodes. Yeah. So they were able to like really push. Like it, the best things about the show are its aesthetic and its animation. Yeah. Like it's, it's some of the it's easily some of the best of its time for tele- television for 1999. Yeah, definitely for television. Yes, maybe not movies, but television for sure. Yeah. Um. So, without going into what each episode's about, you want to just do like quick like. When I'm taking my notes, I just sort of sometimes have like, oh, like a half a sentence mm-hmm. uh, gut reaction to the episode. Yeah, uh... and I, I don't have it for every episode. I have it for I think three. Yeah, yeah. I I know you have mixed feelings about going over individual episodes of certain things. Well, it's not so much that. It's just mm-hmm. I'd rather talk about the series on the whole. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, when I think it, you're. I think you're right. You're right. Like, I want to talk more about our reactions to it. I just when yeah, we no. did that one episode where we were going through each episode and giving a recap of each episode. Yeah, that's fair. I was falling asleep during the episode, and I was falling asleep editing the episode. Yep, yeah, fair enough. Something um, we tried, and it just you know. Yeah. Um. It also really made the episode last much longer. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Uh, I don't. Uh, the this is another one of those shows that's like every episode is episodic. It's like there's they all stand alone. The, you know? There's an over. It's got that Saturday morning cartoon where it's like a thread keeping an overarching plot together, but it's really episodic and it's like a masterclass in that formula. Monster of the week. More yeah. Than like it, really is monster of the week literally yeah it it and it's a mass i just like uh-huh. using that word it's a master class in monster of the week i think one of my favorite things about the show is the fact that both cyber six and his their alter ego adrian yeah have chemistry with lucas that's a very interesting thing yeah that like it, it's usually where the alter ego has the chemistry with the romantic interest instead of like or or one way or the other but both of them have a different chemistry yeah it it's a different chemistry both chemistries are good mm-hmm. and lucas is just a cool guy he's a very cool guy he's also also handsome yeah um he's not a himbo though I, no, I can... he's, he's a he's a biology teacher. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's a smart guy. 
He's a very intelligent guy. He just gets the shit beat out of him because he's a normal person. Yeah. Dealing with monsters. Yeah. I I bet if 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 they were dealing with normal muggers. Oh yeah. He'd be perfectly fine. But... I really like that bit in the first episode where the the, the what are they called? Fixed ideas. The foot soldier guys. Mm, yeah. And he was like in the background, like taking up his like boxing stance. Yeah. Like one two one two. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. I think my so, favorite. I think so. my favorite episode though is Daylight Devil. Uh, which one's one that? With, that's one with Griselda, the invisible monster. That's a very good episode. It's my favorite one. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's my favorite episode too. I just like the name also. Daylight Devil is a really good name for an episode. Yeah, that took the words right out of my fucking mouth, man. That is, I think, <laughs> the best. I think it's the writing at its highest point. The only thing I wish had come of that episode was I wish that that was the episode that um, that Lucas had found out that Adrian was Cyber 6. That would have been cool. I wish that that was the episode because the finale comes not long after that. Yeah. If we're talking about uh, wishes real quick, I wish they'd done more with Lori. Yeah, but she, I don't think she's... She's not... kind of a one-note character, but they had her there at the end, like we're supposed, like she was really mm -hmm. important. Yeah, it should have been Julia, not her. Yeah, Julia had way more of a connection to Cyber Six than she did. Yeah, I, I, I just wish I, I like Lori. I like her character. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I think she's brings an interesting energy. I just wish they'd done more with her. So they could qualify, like not qualify, but like they could give her more of a reason to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the best moment she has is, of course, when she gets captured by Jose. Yeah. And Jose really is very different from his comical incarnation. That's for sure. Well, they never really touch on the fact that in the comic, they're Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Von Richter is a Nazi scientist. I mean, probably... they they make it pretty clear because yeah. Jose is just tiny Hitler. He's he's wearing the <laughs> he's doing the the duck march goose step. It's called a goose step. Goose step, yeah. Also, in the comic, there's a couple of other things that change from the comics. Like in the comic, Cyber Six uh, to get sus to get the sustenance, she would there wasn't the vials that came from the dead bodies. She would like suck it out like a vampire. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, apparently her costume came from a prostitute. Fun. Yeah, fun. Also, her alter ego, Adrian, was a real person who died. And she took on his identity. Interesting. <laughs> so so, so they uh, took on Adrian's <sighs> identity. God, I want them to bring this back and make it like, like an adult series. Yeah, or something. Like, I, I wanted to touch more on the stuff that the comics touch on, but I want it to be contiguous with the original show. There's some stuff that I'm glad isn't in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's... I, I didn't do deep research into the comic besides trying to find a translation. Yeah, I want um, There's some really fucked up stuff in it. 
No. Well. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Let, let's not. Um, uh, let's, let's talk about the show itself. Yeah. Um, you got any thoughts on uh, Yashimoto and Akiko? Because. Uh, yeah. That that's. Yikes. It's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. That's all. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. And I want to like him, but yikes. Yeah, I think if you got down to just character beats, I think they're both good characters. I mean, Akiko doesn't really have much to her besides she's kind of, she got more moxie than you'd expect. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yashimoto was interesting. I just think they were he suffers from a bad design. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> okay, he he suffers from a racist design. Yeah. Very. Um, I think in his writing and in the performance of whoever played him. Oh, that was uh Oh god, it's the one of the only people I Brian Drummond. Brian Drummond, he's the only one I recognize in the show because he's in the ocean dub of Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. He played Vegeta. Oh, interesting. Yeah, most of these people are Canadian voice actors, but I don't know a lot of Canadian voice actors. Yeah, I don't really recognize any of these names either. I recognize, um, I mean, distant. I mean, I know Scott Maniel, but he's one of the only ones I know off the top of my head. But he's not in this show, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, outside of like his racist design i think he's an interesting character i wish they a didn't give him buck teeth <laughs> well because mm. you take away the buck teeth he basically looks like adrian he take away the buck teeth and he looks like uh what's his name from spawn twitch i know yeah this whole thing really does have a mcfar um mcfarland feel yeah, it does. It, it's from that same era, so I'm not yeah. surprised. You know, I bet it was originally adapted as a reaction to HBO's Spawn series. Possibly, and I'm not sure. The only thing that's worthwhile on that show is Keith David as Spawn, honestly. Yeah. I've never seen it. I want it, to. It. I've watched some of it, really. It's, it's all about the Keith David performance. <laughs> He, it he mostly carried, is for whatever he, he's in. He's gonna. That man must have had back problems after doing that show from carrying it so hard. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, them goblins fucking. What? In episode eight, the goblins. Oh, or they reproduce asexually, whichever. Nah, they fucking. Okay. Bunch of naked goblins running around. They fucking. They were more like gargoyles than goblins, though. They called them goblins. Yeah, but they look. They're more like. Yeah, they do look more like gargoyles, but yeah. Sorry, grotesques. (laughs) They're grotesques, not gargoyles. You see gargoyles and things on the the sides of the thing that that water comes out of. Grotesques on the statues. Uh, yeah. 
Christ. So, uh... I just, I just didn't want to hear... I just wanted to get the um actuallys from the people out of the way. Yeah. So, uh, episode 9 gave us some Eldritch Horror there. With the eye? Yeah. Very much a Beholder-type scenario. Yeah. That That's all my episode-specific notes. I mean, my second episode is... You could probably guess. Werewolf Lady? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty... Very on-brand for me. Yeah. Uh... They do a really good job of keeping Jose unlikable. Well, it's... Yeah, I mean... It's only 13 episodes, I know, but... but no, but I mean, he's a, he's a tiny Hitler, so... Yeah, but they never actually touch on that in the show. Yeah, that's fair. Like, making him a tiny Hitler is an easy way to keep him unlikable. But you have to explicitly say he's a tiny Hitler. I, I think just... Even if he had a different design that was less baby Hitler... Mm-hmm. He'd still be unlikable through his acts and his petulance. Well, yeah, because he's a an adult mind and a child's body. Yeah. Which is further expanded upon in the, the comics. Yeah, but they never even touch on that in the comic, in, in the cartoon. In the cartoon, he's just his son. He's his clone, specifically. They never said that in the show. Yeah, but that's what it is. He's his clone slash son. Even no. maybe in the, in the no in the comics, he calls him his son because he's his clone. I know, but they never bring up the fact that he's a clone in the cartoon, so we can't assume that that's canon in Come the cartoon. On. Come on, I'm no, I'm standing firm on this. I'm not, especially considering that like he's a geneticist. Mm. It's really hard to argue. <laughs> That he's not his clone. And they have the same hair and everything. And he's a geneticist who clones and creates these monsters. I, I just think if they don't say it. So I can't infer anything is what you're saying. Okay, I'm being facetious. No, you bring up a good point. All right, like this, I'll, well, I'll like relent. This. What's what's wrong with him being a clone? <laughs> like, like I don't. It, it, it's uh, I'm gonna say it's indicative of an issue I have in general. So I'm taking a stand. Oh, like what with cloning? No, not with cloning. Uh, where like you take uh adaptations, like let's mm-hmm. say Birds of Prey, the movie. Oh, okay. Or you know just. That's Whatever. the one that's most clear in mind, but really you could do it with any uh, comic book adaptation for movies. And they change some fact from it, and nerds will complain that they changed that fact. Okay, I mean, that's a totally fair thing, but like, this is not something that's changed or stated to be changed. It's sort of like a... just yeah. an inf- it's, it's, cl- or, it's heavily implied. Or... They think something from the comics is canon in the movie, yeah. Even though, and then when it's no, the sequel denies them that thing, they get all bent out of shape. That that's what I'm getting at more. I know that's a totally fair thing. I'm just, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. Um, I'm, yeah, no. yeah, okay. Uh, 
I totally get where you're coming from, my guy. Yeah. Uh, I actually really. What was I gonna? Say? I was gonna say something about Lucas. I just, I don't know. I just really like him. <laughs> he's a genuine good guy. You know, he's, I mean, he. He's Joe Everyman. Yeah. Except he's better than Joe Everyman. <laughs> he's Joe Everyman, who is also a biology teacher. Who's also just actually a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. He eats a lot, apparently. <laughs> well, he's got a big fucking body. Got to keep them calories up. Yeah, he's maintained that mass. He's a big. He's a big lad. Yeah, he's a very big lad. And I don't know. I I also like the fact that like at the same time that he's completely outclassed, he never it never comes off as like he's incompetent. It's just that like there are some things that he like he can help, but. He's a human. He's These a human. things are beyond human ability, and yeah, that's not a bad thing. It's not. He's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I also really there's this is clearly something that's a spoiler on the comics. I really want to know more about the other cybers. Yes, I want to know more about Data Nine. Data Seven. Data, no, Data Nine. Data Seven. The episodes are literally called Julian and Data 7. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> That's fine. Did you just want the 69 thing? Is that what it was? No, not at all. No, I'm, I'm trying to... I genuinely thought it was... I, I know. I, I know what you're doing. But... Okay. A, go a goof. Yeah. Bit of a goof. The weed number. The weed number. <laughs> <laughs> you made that same. You made that same joke, and it's still funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Half a comedy is repetition. Yeah. Rule of threes and all that. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Cyber Six is uh, it. it... I'm sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was just gonna say that I don't think it's anything original or like anything clearly. Oh no, it it. But literally, what I was about to say is it's a fantastic take on the age-old plot device of man is the monster. Yeah, especially. You get to see that at the end. God, I was waiting for Von Richter to go, No, I created you! Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a fucking classic evil scientist scenario. It, it, it's literally Frankenstein. It literally is. Yeah. Or Dr. Moreau, or yeah. in, insert, insert evil scientist here. I actually want to amend my statement. Um, it's not man is the monster. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's man is the monster, but doesn't have to be. Yeah, they I wish they had gone more in depth because they mentioned a couple of times that Cyber Six doubts that they're even capable of being human because yeah. of their their nature as a artificial being. And I wish they had really delved more into that. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I I think. <clears throat> One of the major themes of the show. I'm sure it's a much bigger theme in the comic. Yeah. But uh, what is humanity? Mm hmm. 
what does it mean to be human, which I think is most explored in uh, the Terra episode, probably. Yeah. Love. Definitely the Terra episode. Big Mud Man. Big Mud Man. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to pick it up, and it took a minute, but you did pick it up. Oh, no, I paused for dramatic effect. Got it. I always pause for dramatic effect. Pause for dramatic effect. Always. Always. Uh, <laughs> trying to think about everything else to say. I don't have too much else to say to you. No. Um. Even when they so in the last episode, they clearly could have taken the time to give uh Jose like a face turn mm-hmm. because he did you know thwart uh, Richter's plan. Yeah, but it was more so for his own benefit. Yeah, it, it was for selfish means, and I think that. I like that more because mm-hmm. that's a he's a character who doesn't really deserve he hasn't done anything that makes him deserve a redemption arc. No. Yeah. Um, he's, a com- he's a comedic villain, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, you could I could kind of see if the show had lasted more than a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Them like introducing a new villain that's far more threatening because he's just become too cartoonish. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. I, we talked about this concept before, and I used a Skeletor, and I mistakenly used Hordak as the replacement, but it was actually, I think, something like Serpentor or something like that. Serpentor. Serpentor, yeah. There, there was like a Snake Man or whatever yeah. that came onto He-Man that became like the real threat. Please, Sir Pentor was my father. <laughs> you can just call me Pen. You just call me Pen. <laughs> my father was knighted by the Queen, you know. <laughs> Sir Pentor. Oh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor is going to be so interesting. Oh yeah, that news just came out as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah, he's going to be playing a skeleton man again. Yeah, again. as he did in uh, Super Robot Monkey Team. Yeah, so do you think he's gonna? He's got a couple villain voices that he does, but they're all kind of similar. Yeah, there's Joker, Ozai, Ozai. There's Trickster and the Skeleton King, which are all the same voice, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Trickster is a little more like deep and threatening than Joker. So is the Skeleton King, if you've ever heard the Skeleton King. I've never watched Super Monkey we'll, Team we'll, Hyperforce go. Well, we'll eventually get there. Yeah, eventually. It's, a, um, it's probably one of his most underrated performances, honestly. Okay. Do you think he'll go more Ozai with it, or do you think he'll more go more Joker? Or do you think he'll inform from the... Yeah! I, think we, I think we might get a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. I think I might go for some sort of something in between the yeah and the Ozai voice, probably. It depends on how it depends how silly they're gonna make him. Like how far they're gonna lean into the fact that he's kind of a silly villain. You know what I mean? I don't think they are gonna lean into him being a silly villain. I there's a pr- okay. You wanna know my biggest issue 
with Mattel mm-hmm. uh, outside of action figure design. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's the way they treat He-Man versus She-Ra, despite them being the same damn thing. Mm. They treat He-Man like it's some sacred thing because it was their biggest moneymaker for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so they're less willing to be adventurous with it. Mm-hmm. She-Ra, I feel like they don't give two shits about, so they were fine letting Noelle Stevenson, that's her name, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. They're, they're fine letting her... I have... I can't read it from here. Whatever. Uh, I, I feel like they were more willing to let her go off and do whatever she wanted with She-Ra, mm-hmm. design-wise and plot-wise. And I think that made it a better show, but I, they're, I don't... They were... I knew this going in despite it becoming my number one desire they were never going to let her or someone like her do anything with he-man because it has to be a far more okay it's rise of the skywalker versus the mandalorian yeah the main line star wars thing people that's the thing you got to make the people care about yeah even though she was clearly far more successful than he-man ever was uh, the new since She-Ra. the 80s. Since the, the 80s. Yeah, the new She-Ra. The he, since the T-Men, it's way more successful than He-Man has been since, like, 30 years ago. 40. Uh, yeah, since the 80s. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine why. Hmm. Hmm. Possibly because of quality. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. So... Take that break and then move on to. Oh the... yeah, shit! <laughs> uh, you yeah. forgot we were recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was just having fun talking about my gripes <laughs> with Mattel. <laughs> I mean, that's the 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 tangents are kind of part of the podcast, aren't they? Yeah, but also I'm just always happy to complain about Mattel. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, they're. I won't get into it. Yeah, let's let's we you've said some of your grievances. You can talk about it all guess later. Yeah. Or maybe when we eventually talk about He-Man. Actually, most of my grievances with Mattel is how they completely fucked up the DC line of action figures for like mm. 10 15 years. All right, all right. All right. Uh <laughs> that's going to be a whole kettle of fish. That's Laser's action figure corner. And it's never coming back. Uh, Maybe when we have the guy from Toy Galaxy on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, we can, if we can get Dan Larson on, uh-huh. I will be so happy. Yeah, well. Because I love Dan Larson. I've been, I've been catching uh, up with that, watching more of that stuff. But anyway. Anyway, uh, Laser's Action Figure Corner won't be returning, but Acme Podcast Inc. will. And when we get back... It's showtime. Well, the Saturday morning cartoon thing, actually. But oh shit, that's right! <laughs> Come on.
And we're back. Hey there, everybody. We're doing a uh, new segment that I like to call, well, what do you want to call it? I'm calling it working title is Saturday morning elevator pitch. That's All right. Working title. Um, I'm going to say. Hold on. I'm trying to think of a third A word. Acme animation attempt. Not bad, not bad. But you know, well, it'll probably not be mine because mm-hmm. I don't think mine gets the uh, point across as well. Uh, so I came up with this uh, segment from from watching a very specific video. There's a for those who don't know, there's a man named Adam Coble who was a game designer. He designed uh, Dungeon World, and he has a YouTube channel where he does a lot of his. Uh, role-playing sessions and he does uh, talks about game design and new RPGs coming out and he also does magic streams and stuff and on one of his very specific streams he for 40 minutes with his chat he made the concept for a Saturday morning cartoon called uh, what was it? It was Rex it was fuck what was it? Oh it's gonna bug me hold on I should have had this prepared no Ball, my balls have been exposed. Oh, no. Rex Caliber and the Dinosaurs. Yeah. Rex Caliber and the y- Dinosaurs. Y- yeah. It was King Arthur meets Dinosaurs. Alrighty. Alrighty, well, that that's where the idea came from, but now let's come up with our own idea. So I'm going to start a timer for 20 minutes, like we oh. discussed. Well, I'm Sorry? Gonna, we're going to roll first, and then we're going to start. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So do so you roll. I have a, a list of concepts, and we're going to roll. We're going to do three, and we're going to try and make a cartoon with those. Okay. So let's roll. Slash roll. One D. And roll that. Copy that so I can just roll that three times real quick. Uh, 76. Our first concept is globetrotting. Okay. 28. And that is motorcycles. Okay. And our last concept is 57, which is, this is the make or break, martial arts. Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. 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 So we, we, do get a, we do get a free reroll if you want. If you're not feeling one of these. I would like to re-roll motorcycles. Okay, let's re-roll motorcycles. Okay, 65. So, globetrotting, martial arts, and... 
zombies. Okay. <laughs> Globe charting martial arts and zombies. Can we replace martial arts with motorcycles? <laughs> Come on, man. No, no, no I'm, I'm serious. I think we could, I think there's more to play with there. Motorcycles, globe trotting zombies. Yeah, globe trotting motorcycle zombies. Okay. And now we're gonna take a couple minutes to mull that over, and then we'll start the timer. Okay. Globe trotting motorcycle zombies. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I think I think I've got something. I've got something, and there's two different ways you could take this. Yeah. And we'll decide on... I think we both might have decided on the two, one of the different ways. So... Yeah, then, okay, so I'll, uh, I'll start the timer, and then we'll start our discussion. Yes. Okay, and go. Okay, so... The two different directions are, are the zombies the main characters, or is it about, like, fighting zombies? That's the... I... The cartoon I would want to make is the the zombies are bikers, and they're the heroes. Yeah, that's... See, that's exactly where I thought you would go. Is, yeah. And I, I was thinking, is it, like, a bunch of bikers in a post-apocalypse globetrotting fighting zombies? It... It... it I No, I don't want to be post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. I want it to be just like today. Okay. Or specifically, I want it to be 1994. Okay, 1994, bunch of biker zombies. Yeah. Why Why are they here? What is their purpose? Why are they globetrotting? Are they bikers from a pre... Like, the? are they like famous bikers from like the air, like this era? Like when Viking was like the thing and now they're like in the modern day for some reason. I think. No, I don't want them to be famous. I want them to be nobodies, but I want them to be sent back from hell. Okay, we're doing We're going the magical route. Okay. Yeah, I always prefer magic zombies. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, like they're brought back and they're a bunch of bikers. Okay, okay. Okay, no, no, no. I, I know exactly what I want. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, let me get mine out. Mm-hmm. They were saved from hell because mm-hmm. they each individually did one thing that was good enough to show that they had redeemable qualities. Mm. So the person who's in charge of getting them to heaven, which I'm going to say is, uh, oh, what's his name? St. Peter. No, 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 no. I'm creating someone new for this. Got it. I don't want it to be Judeo-Christian at all. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, we're already introducing the idea of hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I I, I don't want it to pull from Bible stuff. Um, What was I thinking of? Um, He was a comedian. He was the guy in uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, freaking Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I, I wanted to be him. I want okay. him to be the guy who gave mm-hmm. them the missions to or redeem themselves. Or it's just like a Grim Reaper figure. Yeah, I guess. Like it's just a generic Grim Reaper figure, and he he could be a, the the funny skeleton man. Hey, <laughs> you know, 90s. I, 
I was picturing more of a cool guy giving them missions. Yeah, cool guy giving them missions, and like maybe they were maybe they were all part of the same gang or something. I want them to be completely unrelated. unrelated I want them to come together to as other? strangers. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. They're just three dudes who happen to. Okay, we're going with a trio. Yeah. Okay. It's it's got to be a trio. Okay, we gotta we gotta have we gotta have the leader. We gotta have the the rowdy guy, and we gotta have the cool guy. I think the leader is the cool guy. The I think we the need cool the funny guy. The funny rowdy, the funny guy, and then the really okay, funny rowdy guy. We need big, a Mikey. Big, we need a Raph, and we need a Leo. We need a okay. We got a. How about a big tough dumb guy, a cool leader guy, and a rowdy funny guy. All right. Yeah. Like a gentle giant, big tough, big dumb guy, and then we no, get the no, 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 no. I don't. No, 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 no. We're mm. we're going two different directions here. Are we? I think we are. Because I'm picturing cool leader guy who's mm-hmm. like like a James Dean type. Or no, I want to be like a Fonzie. That's who Fonzie's based on. Oh, okay. I'm dumb. Like I've... Rebel Without a Cause, James yeah, we're, Dean. We're on the same page on that then. Yeah. But Fonzie's, you know what? Actually, Fonzie's a better pull because he's a cartoon character, essentially. Okay, he, we have to have a thing where he's the only zombie with hair. Of course. And it's oh, like and he's even... voiced by Henry Winkler. Yeah, and, he's, and we have to have a thing where it's like, it's like, hey man, don't mess with the hair. And the other zombies are really jealous. The other two zombies are like, why do you, why do you get all the cool hair? Like, I'm telling you, man, it's the, my deep roots. We 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 just went full circle because Henry Winkler is the lawyer on uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> we did go full circle. Okay, uh, we, yeah, we, we so, agree on that. Yeah. Then I want the next one to be a Marlon Brando biker type, where he's a big tough guy, and he's not a gentle giant. He is like the I'm gonna fuck you up, man. Like he he has to be held back by the cool guy. Mm-hmm. We have a face. We have a big tough guy. Who's the last guy? The goofy one. The goofy one? Yeah. The funny one. Funny bones. <laughs> Old yeah, he funny could be, bones. He could be your funny skeleton. Hey. Like, Except I, uh-huh. I I don't actually want them I, I want them to be like a little rotting, but not entirely rotting. Yeah, a, rotting in a tasteful manner. Yeah. Like maybe like the leader has sort of like a, a sunken face. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them's missing an eye. Yeah. And then like I think it'd be funny if the goofy one had eyes that kept popping out. Boo like a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Except it was more like casual, like it'd just be like like to end a gag, an eye would kind of just and just roll slip out, of, out of its socket. No, no, no. Still attached by the uh the cord oh. in the back. Of the little tendon it dangles, thing. yeah, and it just it like dangles. Okay, so I guess we're going this. This is more of a comedy. Oh hell yes! This is we're not going like a Saturday morning action cartoon. There's no villain. There's it's just these guys, wacky guys. Um, yeah, there's no villain. The villain, I would say, is their own incompetence. Yeah, it's them in a bunch of, in various situations trying it, to do good things while being zombies. <laughs> the way I'm picturing it is like either the Incredible Hulk TV show or uh, Touched by an Angel. Hmm. Where they or, uh, they're, a, they're a, thousand one, 
a thousand and one deeds of whatever the fuck that was called about the kid who turned into a dog. I know exactly. Yeah, that that's another good one. They're globe trying. They're going across the world. I don't know how they get across the world on motorcycles. As a I'm magic, say hell portals. They're magic. Yeah, magic <laughs> portals. Um, they, or the, the motorcycles can fly or some shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and I want lots of like body horror humor. Oh, a little bit of morose humor. No, no, I don't think that's the right. I don't think body horror humor is the right thing, but I want like, oh, my arm fell off. I better reattach that. Or like, hey, can you give me a hand here? Sure. And he, f- and he rips his arm off. And yeah, not rips his arm. I don't want to be graphic. I want it to be cartoonish. So yeah, like, no, he, I, no, like it's, but there's like no a, blood or gore. It's just like you pop. Yeah. And it's like, just, it's, like I just uh, yeah, and or like they do a thing where it's like, "Hey, scoop out the joint." Like, yeah, sure thing. And he pops out his eyeball, and he like he holds it, and he looks through the eyeball. Yeah, you know, like that sort of scenario. Yeah, and Richard, it's imagining it like kind of like two stupid dogs, where it's like these three idiots trying their best in these like to do yes. the most inane tasks. But here's the thing: I do want there to be some action. Mm-hmm. I do want there to be like, okay, we gotta fight these guys to get it. To fix, but I want it to be all like Kirk versus the Gorn. Mm. Really, like, I want, yeah, I want it to be comical, like like so bad it's comical. Yeah, cartoonish, just Tom yeah. and Jerry esque. Yeah, we got to have a lot of Tom and Jerry physical comedy up in here. Yeah. Okay, what's That's... the show called? We need a title. What's the show called? Zombie Bikers. That's it. I, I I'm not good at uh okay. Um, I need we got eleven and a quarter minutes left. I I'm think, gonna I think we're fine. Yeah, no no no. I'm gonna spend the rest of these eleven minutes thinking up a good name. Um hmm. Road Road Ghouls Something Ghouls mm. Motor Motor Ghouls. Nah. I like ghouls. I like the word ghouls. Hell's rejects? Uh, oh come on, man. It's Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. We can't yeah, go. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I know I know we said we make this in an ideal world, but like I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. I wasn't serious about that. Uh, um mm. Road Rash? Road Rash isn't bad. Um Hmm. God, wasn't really nothing good. I've, I'm I'm really focusing on ghouls because I like that something ghouls. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Motor ghouls and swim ghouls. Roadkill. <laughs> that I was trying to think of something funny to use with roadkill. Roadkill, yeah, it's there's something there. I think we could. I think one of the zombies is named Roadkill. Oh yeah, the big one. The big one, like they they don't go by their like actual names. Like they go by like their either. No, 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 no. Um, zombie names are like it's a nickname. I'm going to say the leader is Hoss. Hoss, Hoss, Roadkill, and mm, spare parts. Spare parts, junk. Spare parts. Spare parts. Yeah. Oh, there's no. There's a. There's a. There's a word. There's a word. Uh, patchwork something. Patchwork. Kit clatter. Clatter. 
clatters. There's a word. I'm I, I really like spare parts, and then they call them SP. Mm, it's a little too long. It needs to be punchy. You know? Like, I don't know. It's... Mm. 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 There's a word I'm thinking of. Patches? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's going to bug me. Uh, uh. Hold on. Hold on. Do you think about the title? I'm gonna look this up. Uh, uh. Come on, brain. What if the show was called Spare Parts? And wait, that's the gimmick of the show. That's the gimmick of the toys. The gimmick. They're all the mix and match. They're like mix and match. Like I can dig that. Zombies. That's the gimmick of the toys, clearly. Yeah. And you can do all kinds of wacky, crazy, like, you could spin their heads around and, like, <laughs> attach their arms. Oh, what if, um, what if they had the, the heads were, like, little launching missiles? Yes, like, you could, or you could shoot their eyeballs out or what have you. Yeah. What, like, there's, like, squeeze ones and, like, their eyeballs, like, yeah. All kinds of weird, gross toys. Like, that type of, like, the creepy crawlies esque type of toys. Yeah. Oh, there's what, there's what, potential what for toys. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. It's part of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if we can think of toys, we should for this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You think uh, any other Saturday morning cartoon went into a pitch meeting without toy plans? Nah. No, I mean that's kind of what they were made to do. Most of the time, the toy came first. Most <laughs> of the time, the toy came first, and then the show came second to sell the toy. Yeah. Mm. I really kind of like motor ghouls. I I hate to be that guy. I don't like ghouls. <sighs> Why did I you know, just say I'm that sorry. in the first place? I would have thought I would have stopped thinking. I I, I, I I was hoping you'd come up with one that would change my mind. <laughs> come on, man. The real world road ghouls. R- world road ghouls. The real world road ghouls. The real world road ghouls. Yeah, because there was that t- the one of those early reality shows was the real world, and they had a season called Road Rules. Mm, not bad. I'm not being serious. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I kind of just like road ghouls. Road ghouls could work. Road ghouls. Yeah. I'm fine with road ghouls. Yeah. Because it's, it's like road rash, road rage, but road ghouls, but also yeah. you know motorcycles. Okay, does does the cl- does the funny guy ride in a sidecar? No. Oh man, that'd be ah. No, 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 no. They're all bikers. They all they're, they're all legitimate but, bikers. I'm thinking about a really funny scenario where, like, because he falls apart all the time, they stuff him inside of the the sidecar. <laughs> no, no, no one get no sidecars. Oh man. Okay, okay. There could be a mascot character. Okay, okay. A snarf or an orca who sits in the sidecar. We need a zombie dog or a zombie pet, something. Something. A zombie pit bull. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, a zombie pit bull or a zombie Rottweiler, something along those lines. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm. I can take that. And he sits in the sidecar. Sidecar. Yes. 
Yeah. And then there's you got to have the running joke where it's like we need to distract him, and he, somebody throw him a bone. <laughs> hey, that was mine. <laughs> oh, know, oh, running, oh, running, and him and joke. him and the goofy guy will have like a scoop shag dynamic. Yes, I think the goofy guy is one of those things. It's like, man, I'm so hungry, but he can't eat because he's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> like he has no stomach, but he keeps eating anyway. Yeah, definitely. It just falls through him. Sorry, coffee goes right through me. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes write themselves. A, we still need a name for the funny guy. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the. What was the one you called him? Spare parts. Yeah, I'm not that. I I like the other ones though. Mishmash. I like. Mm, was was a Haas and and Roadkill. Haas, Roadkill, and what? Yeah, the last guy. What's his Mishmash. name? Mishmash. Mishmash. I don't know. Uh, there's something. Mm. Kit bash. Scrap together. All right. Oh, scraps. 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 There you go. Scraps. Scraps. Yeah. That also worked for the dog too, but we'll go with it for him. I want the dog to have just like a normal name. Like his name's Steve. <laughs> or Joe. Yeah, everyone thinks uh, thinks Scraps is Steve, but no, the dog is Steve. No, actually, that's Steve. I'm Scraps. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'm just. Oh my god! I I want an episode where they have to they have to like they get pulled over and they have to go. They have to get new driver's licenses. You just want a DMV episode? That'd be funny. <laughs> It would be a bottle episode. It it could work. Do the whole, you know, played out. The DMV is so slow. Well, but also you could play up the fact of like them going into the, the motorcycle with the guy and like them trying to not r- reveal that they're zombies with the guy. Yeah. The oh, oh, you know what else you get? Um, You get like a Janine Melnitz type character behind uh-huh. the desk that says, yes, yes. um, it says here you've been dead for seven years. Uh, that can't be right. And then his eye falls out. Mm. And then they make you got to make a the rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated joke, or something along those lines. Yeah. So. <laughs> or like they look, she looks at the picture and she looks at him. She looks <laughs> back at the picture and she goes, "Eh, seems fine to me." Yeah. <laughs> or something <laughs> like she just could not give a shit. Yeah. Um, we got the toys. We got the we got the title. We got the basic premise of the show. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we got it. Well, shit, we didn't even need the full twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you sometimes you just get it. All right. Well, we literally finished at the two minute mark, so I think that was good time then. Yeah. And I would I would love to. (laughs) And I would love to talk more shop about this show, but you know. Yeah. Hey, no if, if anyone out there wants to draw Hoss, Roadkill, and Scraps, Scraps as fan art, yes. and Steve, Steve the dog, Steve the dog. If God, I think that's going to be my favorite thing that might come of this new segment is me people making fan art of the shows that don't exist. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We are very much getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, I said, but but, that's why I said possible. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, 
A guy can dream. A guy can dream. But that yeah. was fun, and I'm glad we got it in there in a decent amount of time, and there was a decent back and forth. You know what? Even though I've stopped the timer, mm-hmm. if you want to get the gentle giant thing in there, Steve. Steve is the gentle giant? He's a big dog? Yeah. He's like a one of those real mean-looking, big, super muscular pit bulls. Mm-hmm. And then he's just a complete sweetheart, just yes. like those pit bulls are. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Just how real pit bulls are, people. Don't yeah. believe the propaganda about pit bull. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our uh, elevator pitch. For road ghouls. Road ghouls. I'm liking that title more the more I say it. Yeah. It needs like a subtitle. It, yeah, it needs a subtitle. You're super right. But road, we'll, we'll go with road ghouls for now. We could possibly talk talk more shop about it after the podcast. But anyway. So, segue. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, it's showtime. Because the big O. Are you going to use the clip? Big O! Showtime! No. Aw, oh, man. Now back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off? How do we not think of Dead Meat as a name? That that would be such a good show title. God! That's a better show title than Road Ghouls. Dead Meat? Yeah. Call it that. We'll call it's dead meat. No, it's the road ghouls meat. colon dead meat or dead meat. Subtitle: The Road Ghouls. No, 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 no. Road Ghouls colon undead meat. Yes. There you go. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Big. And up. with that, hey, we're back from our se- We're back from our break with our next segment. Big O. It's showtime. Oh, fuck. Yes. I've been so excited to talk about this show. Um, oh, I love Big O. I'm just going to start off. Yes. By, you know, just getting this out there. Mm-hmm. I like the characters. There are themes that they play with that I like. I didn't like the show when I was... 10, thir- 10 to 12 to 13, however old I was when it was on Toonami. Mm-hmm. I started to like it about halfway in. And uh, then I just, now I just don't like it. I, that's, I, I that's still a, don't like it. Yeah, you are not in the minority. Yeah. Most it, people it, prefer the first half. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're not talking halves. We're talking thirds. Hmm. I like the middle third. Hmm. I didn't like it when it started. It took me a long time to get into it. And then I was like, okay, I can dig this. 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 I don't dig this anymore. Hmm. Well, there goes the wind from my sails. I'm sorry, dude. 
like like I said, I there th- there's things about it I like, mm-hmm. and I can under totally understand why so many people talk about this fondly. Well, because I've never run into anyone who didn't like it. Yeah. Um, just as a brief overview for those of you who, you know, uh, Big O was released in 1999 by Sunrise. It takes place in the Dome City of Paradigm, the city where people have lost their memories of events prior to 40 years ago, and it stars Roger Smith, a quote-unquote negotiator, his butler Norman, and his assistant, the android Dorothy. And whenever the situation calls for it, Roger summons his giant robot, Big O. There's also Angel. There's also Angel, who is very and, important uh, in the second half. And Dastin. Dastin. Dan Dustin, yeah, it was by uh, Peter Lurie, yeah, uh, who's been in a lot of stuff as tertiary voices, but he's kind of mainly known for being Sabretooth, yeah, X Men and Vulcan Raven and Metal Gear Solid. He's got a real recognizable voice. Mm-hmm. Roger, yeah, but my favorite um, character is Dorothy. <laughs> Same. Easily. Easily. Same. Every, time, every time she says, uh, Roger Smith, you are such a louse. I just. <laughs> I love. I love. I love it. I love their dynamic. Mm-hmm. I love that they're not romantic. Well. You say that, but the ending. They, they have potential to be, but it's all completely tied to the if she wasn't an android. So that means they're not romantic. In my eyes. So that was the one thing I desired going into this for them to not be romantic. Mm. Uh, the uh, my favorite thing that Dorothy ever says is, uh, I have a few rules, Dorothy. One is that everyone in this house wears black. Your taste stinks. <laughs> <laughs> that running joke of her playing the piano to wake his dumb ass up. Yeah. But, oh. Dorothy is voiced by uh, Leah Sargent. Yeah. Who's been in a lot of anime and video games, and she actually helped with the English adaptation of this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's like a voice director slash the adaptation director, I suppose. Localization. Localization, Localization director. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But the most yeah. recognizable voice in this show is, is Roger Smith, voiced by... Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. Yeah. The, the man is everywhere. Yeah. It's probably one of his better roles. Really? I Cuz I thought I thought his performance in this was kind of stiff. I think that's I think that's on purpose cuz Roger is a very stiff person. You know? That's mm, Yeah. I I, I see what you're saying and Yeah, you're no, probably it. right. You're probably right, but I don't want you to be right. <laughs> and it's not you. I just... I'm so tired of Steve Bloom's voice. Uh, well, it's not. we're going to be seeing him a lot when we, as we do so the show. so much anime! Well, yeah, because he's, he's fucking Steve Bloom. And yeah. He's, he's, a fun, he's a fucking... He's a guy, you know? He's yeah. the guy. He's one I, of the guys. I got nothing against Steve Bloom. I 
That's the famous words you hear before someone says they don't like a person. Yeah. And I don't dislike him. I got nothing against him. But he's in a lot of stuff. You're not wrong. He's just in. A, I'm just tired of hearing his voice. And that's a, that's going back to the whole not having that many. Yeah. It. Videos. Yeah. He's got a good voice. He's very good at what he does. The the other person that I immediately recognize is the guy who voiced Alan Gabriel, which is one Crispin Freeman. Yeah. And the. Alan Oppenheimer is Norman Burke. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Michael McConaughey is Schwarzwald slash Michael Zabach. Yeah. He was in... That's... Oh, we heard him a lot in fucking Shamrai Shamblu. Yeah. Zabach was... That was a super... One of the things I have in my um, notes here mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things... Actually, I think I might have sent this. I don't think I put it in my notes. I think I might have just sent it to you. Mm-hmm. But um, Schwarzwald really reminded me of Professor Weird from Aquatine Hunger Force. Mm. Like just just the guy, just his performance, like his voice. There are moments where I just wanted to to take clips of him speaking and put the gentleman. Yeah. I give you corn negotiator. Corn! Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Angel is voiced by Wendy Lee. Yes, Wendy who Lee. Who is a lot of stuff. She was Kiva and Megas XLR. She was Scorpina in the original Power Rangers. She was TK in the original dub of Digimon Adventure. She was in, Ble- she was in Bleach as Yoroichi. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, everyone here is a veteran, or is now a veteran. Yeah, or yeah, or this was one of the first things they did, or one of the like third things they did before they kind of just went everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the voice for Norman changed halfway through. Yeah, it wasn't originally Alan Oppenheimer. It was originally it was Milton uh, James. Milton James, yes, yeah. Norman James. No, Milton. I'm looking Milton. at it right now on IMDb. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh. Milton James, and then it was Alan Hoppenheimer in season two. Yeah. I'd... Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I th- much like Cyber 6, the best thing about this show is its aesthetic atmosphere and its music. Like, everything, yeah. about, everything about how it looks and how it's presented are so... Absolutely. Popular. Absolutely. Um, it The atmosphere... Yeah. It it's it's pure jazz. Mm-hmm. Noir jazz, you know. Yeah. And that that's kind of like I while I like some of the things in season two, I think that's one of the things that I miss from season one. The most is some of that, that stuff is not as prevalent in season two. Yeah, is the noir vibe. Yeah, which it it, it yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they kind of have to sacrifice it. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, d- I do have some fun trivia for you. Oh. So the the series itself uh, was obviously heavily inspired by old Toku shows. Yeah. Uh, specifically of the fifties and sixties, and main and stuff, and of course, mainly stuff like Tetsujin and Giant Robo. 
yeah it obviously draws huge inspiration from batman oh yeah he he's just he's just bruce wayne (laughs) he's either he's either bruce wayne where the playboy shtick isn't just a shtick yeah or he's goth tony stark basically it's one or the other and the other fun note i have about uh, the show is the design of big o itself it's an interesting design it's not a it's not my favorite it's robot design but it's a pretty damn cool design i like yeah the pile bunk i like the pile bunkers or Uh, the pneumatic piston sudden impact that's what it's called yeah all of his attack it's not ever stated but all of his attack there's not all of his attacks are named in the show but they all have a name and the the big piston punch is called sudden impact i like sudden impact I like it very much. It's sudden impact, and then the uh, the big beam is called Chrome Buster. Okay. And his final move, the one at the end of the show, is called the Big O Final Stage. Okay. And uh, hold on, I there's a, actually a th- I'm gonna bring up the thing actually, and they list all of his attacks. Uh, I was just naming off the ones I remembered off the top of my head, but every single one of his moves has a. All right. Name. While you're pulling that up. Uh, the theme is just like a ripoff of Queen's Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, a little bit. Flash. Ah. Okay, here there it is. Go. There yeah. you go. Uh, the uh, the 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 uh, the the uh, the chains mm-hmm. are called Moby Dick anchors. Okay. And then the big shoulder, the six gun turrets, uh, the the uh the ones on the shoulders are called cannon party. I like that. And the missile ones are called missile party. And then the, uh, the, the, uh, the Gatling gun arm is called O thunder. And then finally the, uh, the, uh, static shield generator, the, the, the defensive thing that he uses only a couple times is called plasma gimmick. Alrighty. And then, of course, the big final move is called Final Stage. Of course. Because that's one of the only ones he says other than Chrome Buster in the show. Yeah, I remember him saying Final Stage. Big O, Final Stage. I'm just remembering it from Super Robot Wars. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's not what he sounded like at all in the English dub. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I'm just big O, Final Stage. Final Stage. Cast in the name of God, ye not guilty. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to mention the design for Big O. When designing Big O, Keiichi Sato, one mm-hmm. of the people, the original people responsible for sort of the the brainchild of this whole show, mm-hmm. he wanted Big O to feel different from other Japanese mecha. He wanted him Certainly to be like not. less agile and less superhero esque, and more with like a heavy emphasis on weight and power. And he wanted to do that because he wanted to evoke a similar sense of weight and power that kaiju suit actors have. Fucking blew it out of the ballpark then, because damn. It, it One of my favorite things about Big O is that it's so different from other Japanese robots. Yeah. Big and it's chunky. And just everything that it does is just feels good when it does it. Yeah. Every time it does sudden impact, I just go... Mm. Yeah. I also like that. Go ahead. 
I'm going to compare it to two things that are more recent. Mm-hmm. But uh, the like the way sudden impact works, the thing I like about it is that it it's like um, All Might smashes where it's like wind pressure generated from the act of punching. Yeah. Or uh, that that one scene that Saitama does when he's sparring with Genos. Oh yeah, it's the serious punch, but shockwave. Yeah. Yeah, and like you just see Genos's like hair get blown back, and then you see behind him, and he destroyed a fucking cliff. Yeah, but with it was only the shockwave, not actually the punch. Yeah. Yeah, it it was the wind pressure, shockwave, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The force. It was the actual force without impact. Um, yeah. I think the best example of how much force the the sudden impact has is when he fires it and it misses, but it blasts through three buildings. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> fuck. That's my favorite thing. It's that, so good. Yeah. Like, the one thing everybody can agree on about Big O is that the robot itself is so fucking cool. Okay. I, I need to amend my earlier statement. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike Big O. Okay. I just don't think it's fun to watch. <laughs> That's... I, 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 hmm. Like, it's got so much cool shit in it. Hmm. But it felt like a chore to get through two-thirds of it. Hmm. Hmm. Eh, all right. It's, it's not a great take, and I, I know, know it's I not mean, a take I... you like, but it's my take. No, I mean that's fine. We talked like we talked about in the Samurai Shampoo episode. If we agreed on everything, what would be the point? That's true. And we had a genuinely good discussion in that episode. Also, I I do want to just I, I point I, I mentioned this before. I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I think I might be partially flavored by that. Yeah, um, one of my other notes is like this is a theme. There's a lot of theme in Big O. Yeah, uh, one of the ones that's a, a little more subtle is it is, is about the three bigs. I don't know if you caught on to the theming of the three bigs. So there's Big O, Big Fow, Big Fow, and Duo. Big Duo. Did you catch on to the theme of the three bigs? No, I didn't. Okay, so Big O is a robot that specializes in land combat. Oh. Duo is specializes in air, and Fow specializes in water. You, you cut out there for a second. Uh, Big Fow specializes in like water, underwater combat. Okay. So, And they're supposed to represent the Behemoth, the Leviathan, and the Ziz, the three, oh. the three beasts. That's fucking cool. Right? I love that. And it it also comes back to the whole they're called Megaduces, which means great god. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to cut you off there. Mm -hmm. Where does that beast, uh, behemoth, leviathan, and Zeus, did you say it? Ziz? Ziz. Mm -hmm. Where's that all from? Like, the actual myth? Or yeah the the bible the bible is that new testament shit 
I don't know. I just know that it's like in the the. T- I think it, I think it might be. I don't know. I just I know that it's that be- there when God just created theirs and destroyed all these things. Like the three great beasts were still left around, like the Leviathan, which is the great sea serpent, and then the bee behemoth, which is the greatest beast of land, and then the Ziz, which is the greatest beast of the sky, et cetera, et cetera. I don't ever. I, I don't remember ever learning about any of that shit. Hold on. Well, let's let's find out actually what it is because I just know it mainly from. It being referenced. Yeah. The behemoth. Uh, behemoth. Mentioned in... It's Hebrew. Yeah. Job, Job 40.15. Job is New Testament. Then it's New Testament. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It uh, describes the behemoth and then the sea monster Leviathan. Demonstrate to Job the futility of questioning God, who alone has created these beings, who alone can capture them. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. That's also behold now behemoth, which made the eatest the grass at the exeter, etc. Yeah, so that's all New Testament shit. So I never learned about any of that. Yeah, the uh, obviously the whole like Mega Deuce and Dominus and the and like the whole like casting the name of God is clearly supposed to represent Deus Ex Machina, God from the Machine. Oh, which I think is kind of a cool little thing. Okay, so I'm smart enough to realize there's themes going on that I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew there was themes in here, and I liked that they were playing with them. But man, I just theming the only yeah, like the only themes I really picked up on are like, what is humanity? Yeah, That's what is reality? Ones. What 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 makes us real? What is memory? Yeah. Well, what does it mean to really be a person and does your do your memories I, and who you were before decide who you are now? Yeah. That that those are the I guess those are the most surface level themes. Yeah. And those are, are the only ones I picked up on. <laughs> I mean, those are the those are the major ones. Those are the ones that are most important. So yeah. fair enough. Okay, so we have to talk about the ending. They're all on a giant monumental soundstage. Yes. Okay. I mean, I have an interpretation if you want to hear it. Well, l- let me let me finish my processing of it. You you clearly <laughs> have feelings. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way it ended is part of why I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um uh just because I just it depends on how you interpret it. Yeah, it just kind of felt all the way too up its own ass. It esoteric. Is it kind of is a bit up its ass, but you know. Yeah, that that that's that's mainly why I didn't like it. Just because I got that, like the first part. Okay, I'll do the thirds breakdown. Mm-hmm. The first third, they were kind of establishing the characters, and it took me a little bit to get to actually care about the characters mm-hmm. and then i was like okay i'm enjoying this because now i care about the characters and then we got to that last third and it's like this is so up its own ass mm-hmm. it's esoteric for the sake of being esoteric tomatoes fucking tomato <laughs> <laughs> the tomatoes though <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Yeah, no, it needed to be said. Oh, that, that tomato shit is so fucking dumb. 
Oh, God. Fucking tomatoes. Fuck this show. Man. I wasn't one of those tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so that so they're all on a giant sound stage or like hollow deck or something, Sounds or like is a it a normal sized sound stage and they're all tiny? I'm getting too hung up on the sound stage thing. I realize, but they're on a stage of some yeah. kind of some yeah. description. What its nature is, you know, whatever. I still don't think they're the, the one thing I sort of felt going in and throughout the whole thing. None of them are fucking human. They all get them pointy elf ears and the sharp claw fingers. Okay, that's just an aesthetic choice. I I I, I think they're. I don't think anyone's human. I, I think they're all. I think they don't have memories because they're genetically engineered creatures that just suddenly gain sapience. Hmm. Well, th- that doesn't mean that they're not human, though. They're not Homo sapiens. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Because again, we're okay. So we're using humanity when we really mean: Are they people? Yeah. Because humanity, I think, is clearly defined by Homo sapiens. We're getting yeah, we're getting into near automata territory. Yeah. Not just near Automata territory. We're getting into just like I don't know. Just talking. Anytime we're talking about like like dogs are people. Yeah, know? yeah. Dogs are people. You know, dogs they're, have, they're dogs smart. Have soul. Dogs have souls. Yeah, dogs can talk. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> don't. He's absolutely okay. No, we're not. Don't. Gonna get into let's that. not. We're not doing this right now. <laughs> we can talk about it. I'm. I'm not ripping off another podcast for content. I'm not doing that. Um, Fuck's sake. But yeah, no, no, no. The, the question is less, are they human and more, are they people? Yeah, what does it mean to be the con- the humanity? Big air quotes. Humanity. The people. concept as a concept. People. Yeah. People. People. Are they people? They're people. Yeah. I just don't think they're human. Because okay, I define fair. human as Homo sapiens. Okay, that's a fair enough distinction. Yeah, I think we just needed to establish what we were talking about there for a second. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I've said my piece. It, yeah. Okay, so I, I have more notes, but we can get to that after you yeah. give us your interpretation. My interpretation. Of the ending of Big O is that okay? They said that Roger, this uh, the Roger that we see is not of course obviously not the original that uh you, you wrote, cut out there. Okay, the Roger that we see that we follow is not the original Roger that Rosewater knew. That's yeah. my interpretation. It's 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 very vague on whether he's the original, but I don't think he is. I think it's I think he's definitely like someone past. He was like has his memories or he. Looks like him. Something along those lines. He's he's clearly carried his on his will. Whether, I whatever, thought whatever that whatever that means. So we we see that one scene where we see a bunch of big O's marching and other and, and big vows and big duos. Yeah. yeah. But then we also see a factory making a bunch of Rogers. Yeah, I'll get into that. Okay. Well, just 
on what you most recently said. I'm just playing off that right yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's fair. I agree. I don't think the Roger Weesey is the original Roger. I mm. think the original Roger was a Bruce Wayne sort. Mm-hmm. Where uh, he went the whole Batman route where instead of taking on Robins, he just makes a bunch of bat drones. Mm-hmm. And then one got sapient. And that's the Roger we see. I see. That's not what I... That's not mine. But anyway, I'll, I'll finish yeah. my... Yeah. Okay, uh, so he's not the original Roger. So Angel. She's the biggest question mark here. One of my notes is just, what's Angel's deal? Okay, so my interpretation of what Angel's deal is, is that... I'm sorry. I wrote that on the episode where we were introduced to her, and that became a bigger... Question more questions as the more, series went on yeah like you just write like you just like you you hover over the question mark and then you just you just like you you put it into paint and then you just make the pixel size bigger and bigger as yeah. the series goes on what's so, angel's deal I, I feel like that's the show <laughs> okay my interpretation is that the the big stage that we see is both a meta it's kind of a meta thing but from a well, forgetting the meta comp, meta thing about the world, the stage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think that the world we see at Paradigm is was created by clearly some sort of higher being, some sort of god, angel, alien, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Angel is either is that being or is one of those beings, and she was put there to sort of observe this world that they created. And in doing so, is sort of like the director of the play, and obser- and sort of writes the events. And essentially, this world has been restarted and rewritten dozens and dozens of times, and told dozens and dozens of different stories. And that's what Roger's visions are—the dozens of different stories and different roles. Roger Smith, the role has taken on within all of these stories. Interesting. Okay, so you follow you follow me so far. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I okay. don't agree, but I, yeah. I have similar but different takes. And then when we get to the events of 40 years ago, the Roger Roger of that story, the Metropolis story, as you know, in the book, is meets with Rosewater. And Rosewater and Roger both realize that this world and its memories and everything about it are being orchestrated and ruled by some sort of higher being whatever it may be mm. angel big venus whatever it's called right mm-hmm. and roger is set to negotiate with this being so that the humans humanity beneath the stage can live their own lives and not be ruled by the direct the direction of whatever this higher being wants somehow that goes south Someone obviously takes advantage of learning more about the angels slash Big Venus and makes the Megaduces in the image of Big Venus, mm. which is why Big Venus looks so much like Big O. Mm-hmm. So like it's like the originator, like they they tried to recreate God, which is why they're called Megaduces. And then Big War happens, and then through some sort of cataclysm, uh, basically Venus is not only the director, but she's sort of a reset button. 
to like restart the play. Okay. But the reset didn't go like it did before, which is why we get the paradigm we know now. And also something caused her to become a part of the play that she was directing. And then thus leading to the events of the end of the show where we get that clash of we should be allowed to do our memories and the world is reset it back to the paradigm we know, but without the direction and without the stage and humans are allowed to have their own memories and their own designs. Interesting. That's my interpretation of the ending of Big O. Okay. Thoughts? I, I, I got nothing for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you had your I, own interpretation. Yeah, I, I have my own interpretation, but I don't really have any thoughts on yours necessarily okay. because it's, I like your interpretation. Oh, thank you. Um, it's definitely a show that is open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I, I. The only thing I really disagree with is I don't believe. I don't believe it's some sort of higher being or like angel or god or something like that or aliens or whatever. Mm. And that's mostly because I'm really hung up on the fact that I don't think they're human. Well, the, just because they're not, I don't think they have to be human. Well, no, 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 no don't. Let me expand. Let, let me. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think what we're looking at is they're androids. And then. I don't know the te the right term for this. How much do you know about Assassin's Creed lore? I know enough. Do you remember how like in the first game or two we learned that there's like an ancient species and they genetically engineered humans yeah it's pretty standard stuff yeah i think that's what the people like roger and norman are they're genetically engineered beings created by humans so that's why they have a concept of humanity so what you're saying is is that angel isn't a higher being but she's a highly evolved human that gained godlike power and then thus tried to create a stage after the human and we know no 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 i i don't think she gained any sort of actual power i think it's technology i think it's a hollow deck mm. oh so what you're saying is is that instead of it's so what you're saying is is that we're it's a i'm just taking magic out of the equation basically i never said magic that's kind of what gods are to me <laughs> well god is a very like, we're, let's not get into this. Okay. Well, I consider divinity magic. I mean, it depends on your interpretation. I mean, it could just be some, like, it's a, like it's some sort of higher being far above us. That's, that's it. It's, yeah. it's like, okay. they're for, like, they're fourth dimensional, or and they have godlike powers. That doesn't necessarily mean they're divine and, like, the that a literal sense but like okay. they are godlike in, well, that, I'll, I'll, in that sense okay. i'm not even going that far then because i'm just saying it's she is like okay the, you know those like quick shots of where she's holding the book and standing in front of the monitors mm -hmm. it reminds me of like a show producer or like a showrunner. yeah that's yeah then that was my like she's yeah. the director of this play yeah. that is paradigm and so I, I don't think it's so much 
there, there's Angel the director, and then there's Angel the player. Hmm. They're two different angels because you got, but like one's modeled after the other. It, it's like an author's self insert. I think, yeah, that that's definitely a way and to And we're look just at it. dealing more with a high technology rather than something with godlike powers or I, a higher evolved thing. With okay, we're okay, we're clearly splitting hairs on the whole. Yeah, I I, I just think it's a hollow deck or they're it's a normal size soundstage and they're smaller. It, I I don't know. It's it's we're, you're it's like it's it's similar interpretation. It's like you're just splitting hairs on the whole magic. Like even though I never said magic. Well, it's like the the Thor thing. Yeah, it's like te- technology yeah. so advanced that it seems like magic. Okay, we're the difference between divinity and science. Yeah, I never said divinity. I'm just saying like they're higher beings. That's higher. what higher being means. No, it doesn't. We're getting into semantics. <sighs> like they're fourth, like the like they're fourth dimensional beings or some shit, or they're no, super no, highly no. Ev- like they're a highly evolved race that's technology has gone beyond the realms of what we know as science. Something along those lines. Higher okay, beings. Then I'm not even saying okay. Then we're we're dealing with the same thing, but you're going farther than I am. I'm talking we're at like a Star Trek level of technology. Okay. Because I'm literally just saying it's a hollow deck. I mean, I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm just saying like that that bit at the end where they walk into each other and then everything just goes to white that there was like a little bit of a grid pattern there. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah. The stage is clearly some sort of it's a simulation of some kind. What its exact nature is unclear, but a hollow deck similar something. So it's similar to a hollow deck that creates actual physical matter. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. I'm just splitting hairs. Yeah, you might be, but I think yeah. some of those split hairs are kind of an important distinction. Some of them, anyway. Some of them, yeah. Um, and I don't think... I, I do agree with the self-insert thing, but I don't think the self-insert thing... I think they're one and the same, but I don't think her self-insertion was was intentional, or otherwise she would have remembered. Mm, no, I don't think... Well... Her self-insertion isn't intentional. That's all I'll say. I disagree. Well, then why would she get rid of her memories if her self-insertion was intentional? Because she's a self-insertion, but she's a character still. And she has to operate within the rules of the story. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to, like... So she can't... It, it's like the narrator can't be a character. So she wanted to become a character literally okay okay no 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 we're i think we have a miscommunication i'm saying they're two separate entities so what you're saying the is angel we see standing by the monitors is a different angel than the one that interacts with roger now see that i'd strongly disagree with i think they're one and the same yeah that that that's our major disagreement yeah no yeah. i i think they're one. big venus angel and the two angels are the same being yeah like they are all they are one and the same. Whatever they are, they're one and the same. Yeah. Um I think it's a commentary on the creative process. <laughs> I'm I'm not joking. Really? I, I think it's about um show writers and uh uh I, I think it's about disputes between directors and writers and producers. 
Okay, you know what? You know how you talked about interpretations that are up your own ass? It's a little, yeah, it's a little up your own ass. The show's up your own ass. I'm not saying it's not, but like. A show that's up its own ass gets an up its own ass interpretation. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I think just... Angel is uh, the person who wrote the story. And then I think like the, the person who's like messing with it, who's like the reason they don't have memories. It, I don't, I don't know. It's not a fleshed out. It's something that just came to me right now. Okay. That's fine. I've said my interpretation. You've said yours. It's, yeah. it's definitely, it's neither of us are right because there are no straight answers. But by that same rule, we're both right. <laughs> but by that same rule, we're both right. <laughs> yeah. We can both be right. Yeah. Te- technically. Um, so let, let's just go over some gut reactions. Uh, so Megaduces are intelligent? In some way, clearly. They have some yeah. sort of sapience. Like they big have some sort of will. They have yeah. some sort of will. What that is, though, is unclear. Yeah. Like I really o- like Schwarzfeld. Schwarzfeld's cool. I like Big Duo. Yeah. Especially its second form with the drill arms. Yeah. I think... This is the only time I've ever seen, like, a visibly, even if they never talk about it, it's the first time I think I've seen a visibly Jewish character in a cartoon. Oh, you mean big ears? The, yeah, the, 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 he's wearing a yarmulke and he's got a beard. Yeah, no, and that's his name. His name is Big Ears. Big Ears, yeah. That's his his code name is Big Ears. The informant for Roger. Because he's listening to everything. Yeah, the informant. Yeah, I, I. Who turns out is an android in the end. Yeah, that that was kind of a surprise. Uh, Who says androids can't be Jewish? Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, yeah. And, and we're not sure it's Jewish because he could also be Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, that's also true. And also, like, who knows even how much of a... Con- like, they don't even know what Christianity is because, you know... They, they clearly don't... do because people have crosses. Yeah, but they don't know what it actually means. Otherwise, they would know what Christmas is. That's true. Like only Rosewater does. No, uh, yeah, the, that's the, the sun. Point. Yeah, sun air, air quotes. Yeah. Uh, Norm, uh, what what was the this? I forget the. It's um. I just call them Rosewater because they 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 hardly ever call by their first names. Alex. Alex Rosewater, yeah, yeah. The, the young one, yeah, and then the old Rosewater, the original, yeah, Gordon, Gordon Rosewater, uh, who, in his attempts to keep memories, made the tomatoes, yeah, which is kind of in line with the whole, like, oh, maybe it was like he knew the world was gonna be reset again, so he tried to like affect the story in some way. It's unclear. Big Venus shows up at the end of that flashback and resets the world again. It's unclear exactly how these events led to. Oh, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's like they they've been living through. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I take I take back all my shit. You're I'm on your page now. (laughs) It's this is Groundhog Day bullshit. It's Groundhog Day bullshit. That's why I fucking hate it. I fucking hate Groundhog Day. Wow hot takes from laser i i'm just okay i liked groundhog day the first time i saw it 
And then I saw a million other things use the same concept, and I got so fucking tired of it. Hmm. Well, I mean, aren't they just ripping off of Groundhog Day, though? Yeah. But well, then that's not. Well, you can't hate the original. It made perfect. me hate the original because I'm tired of the concept and I don't enjoy even watching the original anymore. Well, that's well, that's just the problem of silver saturation. That's not the problem with the original. Yeah, no, no, no. the original is a perfectly good movie, mm-hmm. but I still hate it. It's also Groundhog Day in the sense that it's not, but it is at the same because the the same story isn't being told every time. Clearly, yeah, yeah. But it is Groundhog Day in the sense that Big Venus is a big reset button. But even Groundhog Day, the same story wasn't being told every time. He no, was I mean, changing stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. like it's not I know always, what you're saying. It's not always Paradigm City, and that you know, that's true. And that's not always certain people aren't aren't always playing the same roles. So people are in different roles. Yeah, it's like it's also this really meta commentary about you know that whole Shakespeare all the world stage we are merely players that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The the entire idea of what does it even mean to be a person, like who am if I'm not Roger Smith, who am I? It's like defining what it even means to, and that's a it comes also with Dorothy. Dorothy has literally everything about her ripped out of her, but she's still Dorothy. Yeah. So what does that say about what does it mean to be a person? That your memories don't define you. It, your past, it, whatever you were before, doesn't mean anything. It's who you are now and what you're doing now. Yeah. You know, where you came from doesn't matter. What was that thing from the... It's it's literally the Pokemon the first movie thing. <laughs> your origins... Yeah, the, yeah, origins no. Find you. You know, I mean, that's my, that's yeah. pretty much the biggest message yeah. from Big O anyway. Uh, do, do you got anything more to say about it? Um, I already mentioned that it's one of my favorite robot designs ever. Uh, I do like, I did get, when the, when I mentioned that's like big Toku vibes, there's definitely that vibe, especially when the, the military police show up and the big kaiju blows up their tanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, I got a question. Favorite non-big monster slash Megadus? Like, out of the all the ones uh, that showed up. There's a lot of good ones. I don't think I have one. I have a least favorite. Which is? Anything Beck piloted. <laughs> oh, come on, the super robot was great. I hate Beck. You're supposed to hate him. I was tired of him His after in the middle of his first appearance. I was tired of him every time after that was an even bigger chore. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite is the. Uh, the one uh, that shows when there was a uh, find out that the uh, the husband of the white of the old woman is an android. And then that really cool robot with the golden crown and the sword. That, that was pretty cool. That one's my favorite. <laughs> that one's really yeah. cool. I also like the big electric eel. Yeah, I was, that, that's the only one that really stood out to me, I hate to say. Really? Yeah, the eel. Not, or the what about the ghost or like the, the dragon or the or Bonaparte? None of them really, I, I just I don't know. I don't know, man. Something about it just didn't speak to me. 
And so I didn't grab onto anything about this show other than I like Roger, I like Dorothy, I like Angel. But I like Shakes, Norman. Shakes fist. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad. I'm just like, uh. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, no, like, it's fine. Sometimes it just doesn't. It, it just doesn't gel. We're definitely going to get into more things like that as we go on because it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just war- I'm waiting for the thing where it's like it gels with you but it doesn't gel with cuz that hasn't happened yet. So I just I just want to finish off this segment with the last three notes I wrote. Mhm. I really like it, but I completely understand why I didn't when I was in middle school. Mm. Then are they human? Pointy ears and fingers? And then I hate Big O. Well, I love Vigo. Yeah. So it comes out even, I guess. Yeah. I... Even though I don't like this, I would still give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, clearly there's something here for people who like it, but it's not. There's things here that I just personally... Not for, yeah, I just don't enjoy it. it no, that's it's, fine. It, it is... I think sometimes it's beautifully animated and sometimes it's not. Um, yeah, it's mostly all aesthetic. Yeah. But, but I mean that in the best way possible. Atmosphere. It's, it, it's, it's atmospheric more than aesthetic. There's no anime that looks like it. Yeah, it's no. completely and utterly unique in how it looks. It's It's so distinct. And it's aesthetic. like it's sad that there's not a lot of those. I feel like it's if they combined like the original Mazinger mm-hmm. with Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I can agree with that. But at the same time, it's so much its own thing that it, it doesn't fully resemble either of those things. All I'll say is that I would. I'm sorry. No, mm-hmm. I want to I want to change that. Oh, OK. It's like if they mixed Cyborg 009 with Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. Just at aesthetically. Yeah, I can feel that. Ishinomori-esque. It, it has that 70s anime feel. Yeah, it's supposed to invoke that. Like, again, yeah. like Giant Robo and fucking, you know, yeah. Yeah. Goku films. Uh, one le- the, just how much I love the Big O's design, I would to quote Justin McElroy I would take a Bowie knife and thrust it into your heart up to the hill for the Super Robot Chogokin version of Vigo because <laughs> <laughs> that thing is like $250 yeah so cool though the pistons move and everything yeah you're shit out of luck there buddy it's so cool (laughs) i just want to touch it send me a link later so i can get a look at it oh yeah i'll yeah i'll do that actually later 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 after this yeah so okay that that's it for big o uh showtime's over we're gonna take one last break and when we get back we're gonna close out this show
Back to our show. Help. And welcome back for the last time this episode. Uh, we got uh, got a few little points of business to get through, and then we'll let you go for the night or day, whatever. Whenever you listen to this podcast. Yeah. We exist in a timeless ether. Yeah. Uh, we're actually finishing earlier than usual. Wow. It's usually, you know, like midnight and it's only 1050. <laughs> I think, I think we're tightening things up as we go. I think yeah. We're, we're, we're figuring out our groove. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the show this week. Uh, we got an email. The email is acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Tell me again what that is. That's acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Send us some emails with suggestions, comments, um, requests. I did, get, I did get some commentary from friends who would listen to the podcast. Oh, anything? Uh, we'll, we'll tackle that right now. You got anything? Uh, they did have some notes that... As, which I there's some stuff we've kind of already addressed, which is like tighten up the show a little bit. Like I don't mind the long run time, but four hours is a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah, it really fucking is. It's like you know, and I think we're we're definitely, you know, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. And we also addressed the whole they never none of them liked the idea of the one of us watching one thing and the other watch the other thing. Okay. Just, and they prefer the two shows. Yeah, Some of them might even want one. I'm like, I don't think I can sell him on that. <laughs> no. It, it, and and then the last one was... Um, mm, you know what you could sell me on? Because it's what I've been thinking. Hmm. We only do one show and then one movie. Yeah, if we can. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know... And they really want more episodes where the two shows have some sort of follow through or they're similar there's something connecting the two and i'm like yeah we're working on that too well it's, we, it's, we had that this week we did they both that deal week. with like concepts of personhood Humanity. and also they have very similar aesthetics yeah and last week also was very you know yeah globetrotting female superheroes yeah i think when we can get them we will but you know yeah can't have it all the time KO kind of threw us off because it was just we yeah. wanted to tackle it. And... Yeah, we both regret that decision. But as yeah. much as we liked doing that, not not watching KO, but doing it that way. Yeah. Um... Never again will we do the, an entire show like one after the other that's like multiple seasons. Not unless we do it where... Mm-hmm. One episode, if like let's say it's a four season show again, or in general, four season yeah. show, uh -huh. two seasons, one episode, two seasons, another. 
Yeah, I think in, instead of doing two different shows, we just tackle yeah. the whole show at once. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so so what else you got for us? Uh, you can find me. Over oh, I I meant. Hmm? Oh, uh, I mean, notes, notes, more notes. Uh, yeah. theming. Uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. It's it's stuff that you know we've kind of addressed, but it's nice to hear that we made the right choices okay. about those things. Like, yeah, tightening things up, making the show a little shorter. Like, even though they like the longer pod, like they might don't mind it. It's like four hours. <laughs> it it's a lot. It really is. But we, I think the last few episodes have definitely been, we've really tightened it down for sure. We've good figuring out our, our flow. We still got a long run time. Um, do. do you think if we cut it down to one show a week, we could do it weekly? Mm, possibly if you can edit them in time. That's the only thing. Yeah, we record Friday. I edit Sunday and we upload Monday. Maybe. Maybe. It's maybe it's something to think about. Cuz the one thing about the show that's really bugging me is the every other week schedule. Well, that's... I fucking hate that schedule. I I no. hate it in shows that I listen to and I hate it in shows that I hate in the show that I'm producing. <laughs> it was just sort of like a we got yeah, it's a lot to get through, and we need the time. I completely agree. So if we're going to do it once a week, we we have to do one show. Yeah. That's something to think about in the future. Something to think about. Yeah. I think maybe when this podcast gets, you know, if. If we get following. If we get following, if we get if we start getting paid for it, maybe we can start doing weekly and then one show a week. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, anyway. Uh so that's it on notes. Yep. All right. Well, if you got comments, notes, suggestions for what we should watch, uh suggestions for theme episodes, it, hell, I'll make this a limited time offer. If you want to appear on the show, send <laughs> us an email. <laughs> uh Dan Larson, please get in touch with us. Yeah. Uh Dan Larson and Chris Antista. Those are my two dream pulls. Uh, or anybody who's been a creator on a cartoon ever, honestly. Y- you have that contact, right? That guy who used to work at Adelaide? What? Oh, T- Tom Perkins? Yeah. He, I mean, he I've ta- like... I talked to him once. Oh, you're mutuals, though. Yeah, but it's a lot to ask. Yeah, I know. I just want to... just want to... They're my favorite animation studio. I know, I get it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Talk about pipe dreams, right? Yeah, pipe dreams. Uh, Maybe so one yeah. day. Uh, you know, just send us an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, or tweet at us at uh, we got Acme po- or no, it's Podcast Inc. At, at Podcast Inc. Yeah. Uh, still perplexed how I ended up with that, yeah, but you can. And uh, you, we're not just available. You can, if you're following the RSS, we're also available at Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. It lets us help get, help us get us out there, and you know, so also iTunes. Can, also you, iTunes. You, yeah, you can listen, so more people can listen, and you know, we can get your feedback. Those five stars will really help. Yes, they will. And if you want to get 
in touch with us individually, you can find me on Twitter at uh, kaiju underscore emperor. I changed my handle again. It's not Millennial Mothman anymore. It was, uh, I went back to non-Dairy Kramer. Yep. I should, I was originally fat free. It was fat free, fat free non-Dairy Kramer, but I shortened it to non-Dairy Kramer. You can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju-emperor. Uh, and we also have a Tumblr, uh, acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Alrighty. Actually, uh, let me just make sure that that's the actual right URL. Just okay. Just to be absolutely one hundred percent sure. It's always good to be absolutely one hundred percent sure. Yeah, it's Acme Podcasts at Tumblr dot com. Acme Podcasts Tumblr. Acme Tumblr dot com. Yep. And, okay. And I uh, run. I run that blog, and the two of us run the Twitter. It's mostly been you on Twitter. It's fine. And the Twitter is really just, hey, there's a new episode right now. Yeah, you're I, editing I, the podcast. At least I can do is say, hey, new episode. Yeah, I, um, I'm bad at social media. Don't worry, I got you, buddy. Yeah, so I don't even really feel comfortable like trying to turn the Twitter into a thing. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me if you want to see my shitty Twitter. Uh, it's uh, at J-I-B-B-L-Y, J-I-B-B-L-Y. Uh, that's at Ghibli Ghibli on Twitter and uh, on Instagram, but I haven't used it in a while. Uh, you can find me on Tinder uh, <laughs> if you're in the Tampa Bay area. God, <laughs> if you want this hot piece of man meat. Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>, no. <laughs> I don't want this hot piece of man meat. Why would anyone else? Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's where you can find us. Uh, we'll catch you next. Or, well, not next week. We'll catch you soon. We're going to, you know, what, let's not. We're not going to peel the curtain that back, far that back. But yeah, we uh, might be taking a bit of a break. But the podcast yeah. won't stop. Podcast won't stop. We have a buffer. Yeah, I, I just want us to catch up a little with the buffer. Cause, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, it was like, what, the first week of February or the second week in February, and I was editing content from the end of December. And we it was a combination of the two-week thing and, a, and you, like, it, us waiting to either post it or you edit it, or it's, it was a, it's, you know, let's not get it. Yeah, it's, so yeah, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all be good, do good, drink your water, go to the bathroom regularly, don't hold it in. Uh, and, uh, you know, seek help if you need it, because everybody needs a little help. Stay gold, everybody. Have a good one. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you over a short 
snippet of a video I was watching about the creation of the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> that sounds on brand for you. Yeah. Uh, okay.